Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, uh, just Jeremy on Discord today. And this is Aaron, I go by Treffenwood. And welcome everybody. Um, quick announcements. Parker, you're down to 1906 probationary episodes. Perfect. Uh, yep, right where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Got it. Just nailed in one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bonus 10 if you tell me the news. Bonus 10? Like, like give me more episodes or less episodes? <laughs> no, no, like I was going to take off an extra 10 if you give me some good news. But Good news in anyway. general? No, MCP news. <laughs> oh, I have Jesus no Jesus Christ. News. It's like talking <laughs> so, about the kids. Yeah, I know, right? It's just useless. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I'm really good at this. Dog. Yep. What dog? That dog? The dog over there. Just forget it. There's no dog. Is that a dog? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> moments pass. Anyway. Um, so no news, unfortunately. Uh, we're still waiting. Don't worry. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, all the news will have come out and we will have missed it. It will be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited. Um, quick announcements continuing. Uh, Show Me Showdown is in, well, I guess by the time you hear this, it will be two weeks. It's on July 14th. Uh, it's going to be a great time. It's in Kansas City. Um, you buy tickets at showmeshowdowngt.com, um, or you can go to a lot of different places. I posted the ticket information. Um, it's going to be a good time. If you sign up by the 9th, you're going to get a grab bag of uh, sweet goodies that are uh, currently unavailable for purchase. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I heard uh, that currently there is over 380 people signed up for Marvel Crisis. Is that-, that is... What's the opposite of a fact? I can't remember. Uh, uh, it's can't. That, whatever that is. It's uh, not 300. It's, we do have a cap of 60, but I don't think we're going to hit 60. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's always a chance. Was that uh, was that Colbert who, who coined truthiness? I think that was... Truthiness? <laughs> yeah. It has a Aaron, I need you to rate this on the Aaron's truth scale. Yeah. Mm. Just, hey, shoot high, man. 28 to 28. Okay, cool. No context. Moving on. <laughs> um... All right, uh, so let's move into currently playing. I'll go first. Uh, I've lately been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and my hot take is Age of Venom is trash. Moving on. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I think you might People need, just uh, spilled their drink Shot the McDonald's. Mm. I'm going so, for gas. <laughs> so you yelled at me last episode for not correcting you all when you were wrong. At what point no, no, do you no, want no, me to step in? That's not what I said. That you're 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 twisting my words. I said you <laughs> didn't disagree with me. Oh, okay. I didn't. I never implied you should. <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk when master is talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do not talk when master is talking. Listeners should have ignored everything Brandon said for the past forty six seconds. <laughs> is that it? Well, well I can talk truth- way longer. <laughs> truthful, truthful. Oh. it's called a hot take for a reason. Move on. <laughs> It's hot take. He just came out. There's no way to know. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. News at 11. What, what are Who's you playing, like, Aaron? Somebody go. <laughs> what are you playing, Aaron? Are you making things up about good things that are awful? Good, you know yeah. what they say about good transitions usually are preempted by someone saying quick talk. So somebody else go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will go. Uh, I've played three games in the past week. Uh, I played my TTS game with uh, Sam Vengers. And then I played two games against Jeremy with uh, Spider-Foes. Uh, just playing a bunch of wide lists and having fun. Uh, okay, I'll go. Um, all I have to say is I'm inviting everyone to get your wins while they're hot and fresh. <laughs> uh, the, the, my, the business is open. 
I'm giving out wins. Uh, they are just coming out hot and fresh. Uh, I have lost, I'm guessing, like almost 10 games in a row. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, now, now, Jeremy will have you believe that this is not directly correlated to the fact that the more he loses, the more he drinks. And so, like, that's he's saying that those two, like, scales, despite being, being directly correlated data-wise, those are, are unrelated. completely inconsequential. They're unrelated. Um, yeah. We call this the, the brown <laughs> spiral, where you just keep almost blacking out, but then you don't, but then you're still conscious, so you drink more. You're browning And then you just out. get in this endless loop of browning out. Yeah. Uh, for those that have been following this entire journey with us, the hundred and some episodes. Um, you don't remember? Quick, Jeremy, how many episodes do we have? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. 140 <laughs> something somethings. Um, uh, the important part is uh, I was beaten by Thanos like five times in a row. That's fine. Now I will no longer play against Thanos unless it's in a <laughs> tournament and I stick to that. Uh, and then I've played some other games, but I started up playing Shield. And the one thing about Shield is I've never played an affiliation that plays like shield and nothing else plays like shield, by the way. <laughs> so when I was playing Aaron, it really dawned on me and we kind of talked about it a bit that God, it plays weird and different. I'm used to trying to take ground and shield doesn't take ground. It just does something entirely different. Like I don't have to take ground. It just gets points in a different way. And I started seeing kind of like ones and zeros in the matrix in the last couple games. And it's starting to click a little bit. Um, and it seems much more interesting than it did. Uh, I'm not getting wins with it, and uh, but I'm getting closer. It's not easy, and it definitely isn't a point and click. But um, uh, it's got a learning curve, and I'm cool with it. So it's all good. Hey, both of our games were super, super close down to the wire. So yeah, they were fun. And you know something else that kind of dawned on me against Spider Foes, like. For someone trying to learn a new list, playing against Spider-Foes, one thing I realized, it allows the opponent to do all of their tricks into them. Because Spider-Foes mm-hmm. don't have any gimmicks. Like, they just go, do what you're going to do. Pretty much. I mean, they can, but yeah, their Not tricks really. are pretty... Their tricks are generally like RNG dependent, so yeah, it's not I like mean, you whatever. can't. Ju- you're not just going to lifesaver, but you're like, well, I yeah. have this traps, and you're like, so you're not and, really sure what's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, basically, they just have large health pools and they punch you, uh, you know, I mean, that's essentially what they do. Uh, unlike other things that have like one guy who hits super fucking hard and run, like get away from that guy, you know, or just, they don't really have it. Anyway, I was able to kind of run about the table and do kind of what I wanted without having to worry so much about getting, you know, sideswiped by shenanigans uh, and get to see what my guys actually did. So any, anywho, that's what I played. I had, I had two really good games against Aaron. That was fun. I want you to know, I'm really glad to hear your attitude tonight, Jeremy, because your attitude that night when you came up to watch, to, to view my game, you looked at, you looked at me and my list like, is that what you're playing? And I was like, yeah. He's like, and you looked at it like it was like a day old burger, just like something gross and terrible, but like it was once food and maybe you would have eaten it one time, but now you just, it's, it's bitter and terrible. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and you, you, just, you just seem so <laughs> deflated. I'm glad. I'm glad is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm happy. I still right think now. that list is stupid, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change my opinion on that list of yours. <laughs> Uh, I I just, I kept playing some some of my list. That's all uh, the Avengers list. That's all about 
uh, martial artists and just uh, keeping people <laughs> from damaging me and uh, picking up stuff and and winning that way. And I've continued to it's continued to do well, continue to do perform like I wanted to. Um, I'm at this point. I'm kind of now in the mode of because it's such a it's all on me. I kind of feel like it's on me to make mistakes, and it's and if you make mistakes, it's very punishing. I'm just trying to get faster, so I'm not going so slow. And the last game I played was not faster because I was playing against a really good friend of mine, a good friend of the podcast, and his name is Tyler. And he and I were bullshitting way too much, and so it like a game that could have taken an hour and a half took oh almost God, three. You're hours. Oh God, you're hours. reverting. But it was yeah. it, we were like also an hour and a half is on the high end. But we were that's supposed to be a right, high end game, right? Not like the average. But we were both bullshitting, and he was mm-hmm. also taking his sweet time because he was trying his. It was his first list he's made totally he's himself. To learn. Yeah. yeah. So we were. It was very much. Uh, he was learning, and I was. I was also plumbing the the corners of this this list. I'm still trying to figure out when I'm satisfied. I'll put it on the shelf until something important comes up, and maybe I want to take it out. Mm-hmm. I still like it though. It hasn't wronged me yet or made me feel burnt out, so we'll see. Cool. I think that's everybody. Uh, So we got moving on. Uh, Jeremy, you have talked about running a league. Uh, So for our local listeners, do you want to describe what this league is going to be like? Sure. So there's been a lot of interest in a couple things. One thing is uh, doing a league, some sort of organized league. gaming for Marvel Crisis. We have a lot of people who are kind of playing random pickup games all the time. And how do you kind of organize that? All the other games typically have some sort of organized something going on. So let's do that. Um, and then the number two thing, uh, Aaron and I and, you know, others have discussed for a bit, like how, like what, what is like available for this game? Where can we go with it? Like, what would we like to see? what are the changes that we're looking for, you know, other people to do for us? Like, what could we do as people who've played a ton of games and are saying like, Hey, like if we were going to change something or do something right now to fix things and make a better environment for gaming and fun, right? Like what could we do? So right now, if I were to make a, a a league, which we're going to do mid July, which I think is the 14th is when I want to start this. Um, is we're going to start a league and that league is going to be five points or five threat league and under. So you cannot bring any model that is above five points. Doesn't matter if lead or anything, whatever. If it is five threat or and below, you can take it. Build your list exactly the same. All other rules apply. Um, it's exactly the same as you make for any tournament. It's all the same. You just cannot put a threat above a five. So... And does that include stones? Like, if I give, um, well, is there anyone that crosses no, that line? Actually, I don't think oh, so. Ebony Maw. Maw. Ebony Maw. Yeah. Ebony Maw. Oh, a does five Ebony to a Maw six. being six points with the space stone count? That would count. That counts as okay. a six. So you cannot do that. Um, so I'll stop there with those exceptions. We can talk a little bit more about it. Okay. So kind of go around the horn there. Uh, so I know Aaron has talked about previously. He has a lot of experience in Blood Bowl, and in Blood Bowl, the the creating formats is really left up to the TOs and not really handled by the game company itself. And so they have a lot of experience kind of uh, creating their own organized play um, formats. And so 
uh, in that vein, Aaron, do you think that more communities should adopt something like this and create um, kind of like individual formats that they should try out on their own? Uh, 1000%. I've been screaming from the rooftops that we need to, if you don't like aspects of the game, you, whoever you are, should not be waiting on AMG to fix it. Like, there are a lot of people who quit games for various reasons. Usually it's because they don't like some aspect of the game or the meta or the community. Um, like I said, Blood Bowl, quote-unquote, fixes that by having a fresh uh, competitive rule set at almost every tournament you go to. So you're never actually playing the same game, if that makes sense, even though the rules never change. Uh, it keeps everything really fresh. And is also used by the tournament organizers to, to weed out some of the egregious combinations or models uh so if you didn't like certain aspects of marvel right now like you didn't like the big boy meta and uh specifically it's not that you cannot play into malekith or thanos or hulk the problem is you have to build answers into your list so what if we took away six plus threat how does your list evolve um what are you able to do in my hypothesis is that you'll be able to uh, include more funzy models if you don't have to put in a black cat to stagger and a pyro to root um, or your own hulk to counter their uh, thanos something to that effect so if you don't have to worry about it how does your list evolve and i think you'll see a lot more uh, interesting models being taken uh, that haven't seen playtime uh, quite so much yet uh, we'll see it. We'll see how it goes. But that's kind of where the uh, where the thinking's at. And so I wish whatever your problem with the game was, uh, whether it's in your basement with uh, your friends or a tournament tournament organizer running an LVOIS qualifier, uh, run a variant, and then people will post kind of their thoughts after it. Right? People will go and they'll talk to their friends or they'll post in a Discord, and uh, it's it's called iteration. Uh, so we'll 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 try this league, and maybe it's great. Maybe one or two bad things happen. Because Red Skull 2 is taken everywhere, and you know we'll get some data from that. Uh, but we'll iterate, and then someone in California will run a league, and they'll run it slightly differently. And at the end of a year, there's a whole lot of data for the community writ large to choose from, and, and to, to kind of make their own tournament packet, if you will. It's not official, uh, but it's a way for the community to iterate on ideas without having to uh, come to a group consensus ahead of time, which would never happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for people like creating their own restrictions and stuff and playing like the three box format is exactly a copy of that, right? Like that's something the community just made up and started doing. And now three boxes happen all over the place. Affiliation battle, same thing. Yep. I think people need to be a little bit more liberal by half when they try these new things. Parker, um, you have thoughts? I uh, I was actually just thinking of this the other day in card games specifically i really can't stand alternate formats like i don't know what it is about it i i sorry i do know what it is about it i'll point it to it right now i just had an epiphany it's because in card games the release cycles are quick enough that the whole metagame really shifts every three to four months right and that's my favorite part of the game is whenever whenever something's feels stagnant i just want something to cause ripples in the pond right to shake it all up and uh, in a card game, the meta will shift v much more quickly than in uh, a tabletop game, just by virtue of the number of of items you can put into the game in one release. Right? You get a release for MCP, you get two models. You would make a release for a TCG, you can get you know 
60 plus cards. And then all those cards are completely shifting the way things go. And that happens enough times that eventually, pretty soon, you can actually just say, let's just take all the older sets and push them off. So now now there's another meta shift where you get a, a cycle of the number of cards that are legal and illegal. And that's already happened in MCP with with some of the cards. But if you... Um, if you're if everybody's you know sitting around going well I would like to see this happen much more quickly then then your idea is exactly apt right just make it happen artificially because if if you like the the pace of a TCG and the way the meta shakes up like I appreciate it um, and so I almost exclusively play legal TCGs whatever the format is whatever the most tournament legal format is that's the only one I'm interested in playing because that's the style I like that's what I like to keep up with um, um, but if a, I... but if a if a tabletop game can't do that, then yeah, create something for yourself. Well, but you realize what you were pointing out is actually like a change in formats a lot of things. Like obviously there's the, the new releases are its own thing, but like the creating a limited format of things cycling is a new format. And yes. the most popular I would argue that like the top three most popular card games in the world right now are all alternate formats of the original game. And I like and Commander I, for Magic sure. Gathering, Standard like for Magic the Gathering. Um, Blitz and Classic Constructed for Flesh and Blood. There's a lot of alternate formats that that come about in card games too, and I think right. that it's it's been adopted pretty well by the community. I, and I say I I say cool on you. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in Commander because it's not the yeah. it's not the legal tournament thing, and it's and I'm not upset by anybody who likes it. I just like I appreciate how quickly TCGs mm-hmm. their t- tournament format, whatever the tournament format is, is the most up to date the one that yeah. constantly shifts all the time. I'm also totally fine with cardboard crack, right? I'm totally fine with it just continuing to buy the newest, latest thing. And some people are not, right? They want to say, let me buy something and I want to have this thing out infinitum. I don't want to have to ever have to fix it with new cards or if one or two cards comes out, I'll get one or two cards. And I, I don't mind buying a new set. Yeah. But in this, in this game or any tabletop game, um, if you want to wait for that kind of overhaul to the entire meta, you're gonna have to wait, you know, maybe years. And then, like what you kind of what you guys alluded to at the beginning, people get upset. They go, "Oh man, this game's really getting stale. I'm really tired of seeing the same old, same old." You're like, "Well, then you should probably play a TCG because that doesn't happen in a TCG. If you want to play a tabletop game, you should do something like this. You should do something like this league we're proposing because that'll shift it up, really make you think differently about the game and everybody who you normally play with." We'll be thinking differently too with you. Won't that be fun to see everybody's solutions to these problems as opposed to the old problems? I'm for it, but I'm usually against alternate formats in, in games that happen much faster. If that was my point. Yeah, I'm normally against um, like permanent restricted formats. Like let's say they did like a standard rotation in MCP, and you can only play like I don't know the last two years of releases. Like I'd be super against that, obviously. But I think in a in a small sample size, like as a one off, I think it's it's really fun and interesting. Oh, I would definitely be against like the all you can only play things that have been out for two years in a t- in any tabletop mm-hmm. game. And I think and it's because yeah. of what I just said, they can't release enough. The game would be so small. Um, yeah, it would be sure. it would feel terribly small. No, the, the t- tabletop games are all designed to grow slower than that, and pretty much never turn over their models. Also, it's a model you're investing in, and you're usually painting them and constructing them, making any mm-hmm. one of those invalid. It's just a terrible idea for, the, for any community. As uh, a, a similar example, a lot of um, people I've heard recently suggest a rotating, like on a certain monthly calendar, doing a rotation of missions, where it's like 
Uh, every six months or three months, we get just a whole new mission pack that just stays refreshed constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd be against something like that. So I agree with you. Um, I'm actually bringing up my, my MCP spreadsheet. Um, so I, was, I obviously have, you know, I keep track of every game I play. Uh, and I was looking at it recently, and I, from my data, the scenarios in the game are in a very healthy state. I can go into more, but I'll just leave that statement linger for a while. Mm-hmm. I think they're definitely in a stronger place than before. Based the update, on, based upon the number of games you played with each one. So based on, so there are ten extracts. Um, I have played how many games have I played? Two hundred and seventy-five this year. Uh, Virus is my number one played extract at thirty-five, and from then it goes down: thirty-three, thirty-two, thirty-two, twenty-eight, twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-two, twenty-two, seventeen. There is a good distribution of extracts. Senators is at 17, and that's kind of the outlier because uh, everyone's afraid of Brotherhood, even though that boogeyman kind of went away, it still never gets played. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, like I said, there's a really good distribution of extracts. Like, they're all very playable for very different teams. Um, you know, Paranoia is right in the middle. Some teams love it, some teams hate it. Uh, I don't know. I just think that, like, the, the extracts in particular are a very good spot in terms of you're not seeing the same ones over and over. Uh, Secures are a little more diverse, but kind of the same thing. You're for, Everyone's afraid of X-Men, so you don't see Meteors, Mad Men, Sword, and Portals are four out of the bottom five. Fisk is second to last, and that's an interesting, interesting point we can talk about. But other than that, there's a good diversity in the Secures that are taken. You know, whether it's a D on Riots, followed by Demons, which is the E, followed by Scoundrels. Those are the top three, and they're very different Secures. So anyway, uh, I I really like where the crises are at right now. Uh, I don't think I would update them more than about once a year, uh, just to keep some something stable in the game. Yeah, I, I miss actually getting um, a new one, you know, once every six months or something. Uh, I kind of miss that. That was nice. <laughs> so yeah. one every six months, totally with you. But what I would do, so one every six months, and then every year I would give them a complete refresh. Yeah. What about like um, every such and such block of time? Let's say every three months, they added like two new ones and then retired two. If they were to go to a set rotation like that, I would be fine. I, I, that, I wouldn't bother me. You, you say, that way it's not a complete upheaval, but like it's a little bit of new stuff. And it's like basically just tweaking the current missions. Like, well, we didn't like the way, you know, Researcher was performing. So we made a new version of Researcher that's slightly different that encompasses like the same feel something like that or just like hey we thought there was too many you know low scoring extracts so we got rid of one of them and added in one that's a little bit higher scoring to so, level it out and the problem there is that it turns into more of a, i'm going to use marvel snap as an analogy um if you guys are familiar with marvel snap it's a i am yeah you're great you know is it moba i don't know what type of mobile game it is but it's not for a me it's just no. something i play for fun right on a mobile yeah. game uh i'm not super serious into it i know some people are it's a mobile TCG uh, is probably the best way to classify it, yeah. Sure. But they update weekly uh, using metrics like you're talking about, Brandon. Like they track everything. Certain cards are performing above standard or certain decks and don't have a counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the problem there is if something's disliked, people just wait. And they're like, well, they'll change it next week. Who cares? Uh, so I think AMG, I'm giving it a little too much credit here, but if something's egregious, they'll change it. Um, hmm. The problem is the community thinks more things are actually egregious than they are. Um, so if you if you're in the habit of changing stuff too often, 
people expect the you know the, the devs to just fix it instead of iterate yeah. on solutions, right? Definitely. Um, and you can I think it's very easy to have too heavy of a hand in adjusting your game. Like just because something is currently popular doesn't mean it's overtuned. Yeah. Um, so I like, would I would in an ideal world every June they have a character update and every November they have a uh, crisis update. And other than that, everything has to be super abusable to get fixed outside yeah. of that window. Like Malakoth. Yeah, exactly. Like Malakoth got nerfed because he was fucking stupid. He still is. But um, that way people know, hey, if there's a problem, uh, you think there's a problem, it's probably not getting fixed till June. So deal with it. Find a way. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that would be a really great schedule. But I don't even think they want to commit to that strong of a schedule. So, so we, yeah. I feel like we kind of got sidetracked. We were talking about homebrew stuff, and, we're, and then we got back to, you know, what we think. The, you know, we started the conversation with, uh, if you're not willing to wait for something you think the developers of the game should do, why don't you make your own thing? Would it be mm-hmm. terrifying for us to come up with our own scenarios and to do a league like that? Just be like. Or like your idea, Brandon, just change something about researcher a little bit. Maybe something simple. I, just put researcher, keep researcher, just make it um, fifteen points. Just just something small and simple. Um, so if you were to make an adjustment like that, so I I'm all for the community taking a hand in game balance when it, when it's truly like like nearly unanimous recommended to be mandatory. But if you start introducing player written things into the game i'm super against that now if you're just like hey guys gamma is broken we need to ban it as a community and we're like i'd be like you know what they might be right go for it like let's just agree that a game is not allowed at tournaments for a while and see how that goes like and if the community went with it that'd be cool but if you're like guys i wrote this new mission called evacuation hear me out and like no like absolutely not like i'm super against that so like within reason like, yes, I would be for it, but it depends on in what form that would take. I would support it as a one-off, like, tournament. Uh, sure, like, Let's hey just guys. have fun. Hey, we're going to play with these, you know, everyone's going to play with these new missions for this tournament. We're just going to have fun with it. Mm. Um, we're playing the Show Me Showdown mission in this special tournament. You're like, okay, well, sure. Okay, right. so, but a tournament, you play four games in a league, like a small league. Are you planning on playing, like, four games? I'm talking about a league. I'm talking about what okay. you guys are designing for your five. I'm not talking about, let's, yeah. for the for the for for a year, let's play. You're not talking about show things. up to casual game night and be like, I've got this special no. scenario here. Are you okay with I play <clears throat> with it? No, I'm talking specifically about league play, like creating a fun mm-hmm. league where you're purposely trying to deviate from the norm to get people to try new things. And the, in the same way that we're trying to, you know, deviate from the let's everybody play six to sevens and eights. I um, think so. And that's all about your game group right like your mm-hmm. group of folks that you play with and we we have a lot of different ones but for the folks that i'm interested in is more of the i want to learn stuff i want to get better at the game and i want to grow as a gamer and eventually go to tournaments and and do well right like that's kind of the group i'm most interested in now there is the storyline people who are into that and they might very well do that and that's part of their creative mm-hmm. like that's fun to them um that's certainly not what this campaign's about but i can see where you're going with that and i've done that with fantasy with War- warhammer fantasy before where every <laughs> every week during a campaign i made them fight a dragon and it was my own mission like that's what we mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. uh everybody had to fight a dragon and that was part of the scenario 
um, because everyone was getting pissed at each other for doing dumb shit in fantasy, which turns out that that's kind of what that game was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made it a co-op game. That's just how I did it. Uh, but this this campaign's more of not that. But I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. for sure. It can be done. Um, and even maybe on week eight, there is an interesting scenario that is like that. I'm not, that's not something I'm entirely interested in right now. And it's right. not the centerpiece of this campaign for certain. No. Um, but I get what you're saying. Uh, speaking of mm-hmm. like the, it, one of the things I might put my head to one day is to take a look at all this ridiculous amount of comic book knowledge I have and see if there's just like a bunch of fun titles or like story concepts and just throw them out there that, and see if people would like to build missions on them. That could be fun. I'll just, this kind of league stuff gets me uh, excited about incorporating, like you said, the like story driven. Just now. Yeah, the story driven side yeah. of it. Because there is some really cool stuff from the comics, and they, they nod to that. All the scenarios nod to something important that happened in the uh-huh. comic book. Um, so it'd be, it would be cool. It would be cool to do some homebrew uh, comic inspired stuff. I think that'd be interesting. Which they already, I know they already have like the crises, but just a two, you know, a one v one, but just play a different kind of scenario. That'd be interesting. I do want to point out that uh, I think it's important to get a good feel of what your community wants, and not to like try and force right. people into things. Exactly. Uh, not saying that I think people would do that, but I have seen some games uh, kind of the communities kind of get broken up over like there's a group that wants to play a certain kind of way, and there's a group that doesn't want to play a certain kind of way, and if you divide the community like super hard line then it can lead to like a big drop in interest in the game. Mm-hmm. And so just be careful not to like either overdo it or push people into something they don't want to do. I know there's a store in our area where some of the people, as soon as the like the keynote came out two years ago, and they're like, here's the new card for Hulk. They were immediately playing Hulk on every table because they're just using the screen grab of the card. They're playing him in games for like six months. And then when the card comes out, they cut turns out that they had errated other tactics cards and removed other tactics cards. So they were like playing Hulk with old gamma launch, which is not how that works anymore. And so they were doing all kinds of crazy shit that was never actually legal in the game. And so some people didn't like that. And so just, just be cautious that you're not going too far, but obviously as long as people are having a good time, that's all that matters. And like you say, uh, when you're saying, listen, you know, to your, to the, the groups of people that are in your shop or whatever, like mm-hmm. this is definitely a, a culmination of many people having discussions and saying, what do you want out of this game? I mean, yes, we all enjoy this game a lot. Like we've invested a lot of time and energy into it and it's 95% to me, 95% solid. It just has that 5% where I feel like, why not? Right? Like let's, let's do something and try something a little different at least for a minute and see how this goes. I um, mean, personally, I would really like to see a lot more game stores pick up the, like the character draft kind of play where it's like, we're going to do a chaos draft or like a, what if tournament where yeah. we're going to pull out all the characters. And we're going to go in a, in a, a, like Rochester style snake draft. And we're all going to just pick characters that all count as affiliated and play a just crazy tournament with it. Like it'd just be fun. I even like the hundred dollar draft. Like those things were mm-hmm. cool. I would love to do a tournament. I didn't like the long term one that we did. Yeah, because I think it just result, it drew like, out too. Do long. the draft during the week and yeah. then just play a tournament on the yeah. weekend. Get it done with. Yeah, I I think that would be amazing. Just get it all done. That would be so cool. 
God, um, like Jason spent like $80 on Captain America. Oh. He, nobody, everyone bought all the leaders, and he's like, I don't have a leader. <laughs> like, Just for the experience of that happening was so awesome. It was super fun. That it, it was very cool. Um, yeah, so creating those moments, that, that that's really cool. Um, so that's the idea, the five point and under, I, I think. And, and really what I hope to see is people play uh, one or two games for the campaign and then, you know, play a couple additional games during the week for whatever they want. Like this isn't like a whole, like your entire eight weeks is based on this campaign. It's just yep. an element of gaming. Try it out, do it, see how, see how you like it. Like maybe this is, you know, a better version or a, uh, you know, Ooh. I don't know. Go ahead. You know, what could be really fun. A survivor league. Where let's say we, we do the draft, right? Like everyone yeah. buys like twenty characters. Oh god. And you have to play <laughs> you have to play eight games during the league, but if somebody is killed, they're out of your list. Oh, so no. like if Magneto gets killed in your second game, you oh. don't have Magneto anymore. And so like you would play the games entirely different. Oh, it's hardcore mode. You're like Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh, like I don't know if I wanna take like Hulk because if Hulk's good, just gonna die in the first game, then yeah. like he's worthless. So you have to like play the game very cagey. Rogue Agents did that, I think. Um, oh yeah. If we wanted I, to get I their takeaways, I think it was not something they would do again based off of how it went. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they did the permanent damage. They did permanent yeah, damage. Per- oh, so, permanent damage is a lot. Yeah. I think only if they were specifically killed, I think would it would I do it? That would be hilarious though. So all the people that like can't die, like Bob, Bob would be super valuable. Just so you know, he can't die. Stays alive for the whole league. You got to be very careful about getting. Well, tanked. also, you you might like. All right, I'm just going to play down three points this week because I don't want to risk losing somebody. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh, could be really fun. Uh, I also the- um, I'm going to introduce uh, one of the elements for the tournament is there will be uh, essentially every week there'll be half of the people in it, and I hope to get at least 10, 12 people in this. Would be twelve would be ideal. More would be better, but I would like to see a good versus uh, evil or heroes, villains, whatever. Mm-hmm. That way you have members of your team that you're playing with. Not necessarily a team you're playing with at the same time, but you're rooting for these people to win, and then they're rooting for their side to win. And then there'll mm-hmm. be a weekly update with a, a little tiny thing. It's not going to be a huge thing. It's like the good versus evil struggle yes. or something. Yes, cool. just a little element and-, and structure to create a team environment uh, because team things always end up being much more exciting and fun when mm-hmm. it comes to these and will hold uh, the campaign together much better. Um, and it gives you something to cheer for when you're not playing a game. Mm. So that's that I'm working on that right now and that'll be either next week or week after whatever. Cool. Um, and there'll be um, like, if good is ahead for the next week, it'll be something like when you roll uh, for priority, you get plus one. Like it, it's not going to be critical, but it'll be a thing. That's the, it'll. That's all it'll be. Um, it's not going to be rerolls on the table or anything dumb like that. It's just going to be some little something. You also do like good guys choose points regardless of priority. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Or choose your mission. You know, something. Mm-hmm. It something. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be something like you can play the one game and be done, or you can play um, three games, and if you win both of them, it counts as a win. But if and if you end up losing two, it'll count as a loss. So a- anyway, you get to play more than one game. Is my point. Yeah, 
<clears throat> so yeah, cool. there, there's a lo- there's a few little um, nickel and dime dynamics that aren't that meaningful, but they they're they're kind of cool and, and interesting. Um, it's not have that crunchy. Up, have you come up with a name for it? I haven't. I can't think of anything because I, I so, keep thinking magic. Initially, like, I thought like an under six league or something. That way, uh, it's just clear. It's like under six, or like a you pedophile. call it like the limb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also call it <laughs> like the uh, <laughs> uh, hard pass. Uh, yeah, you uh, call the it like league? the yeah. Can we not? Jesus Christ! Are you guys done? I do not like little girl. What does he? What does Frank say? We don't diddle kids. We don't. <laughs> oh God! There's nothing. Frank's little darlings. We don't diddle kids. Like yeah. I think writing a song about how you don't diddle kids is the best way to make people think you diddle kids. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, I was going to say, you call it the Limbo League. How low, How can, low you can you go? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, I like that. Uh, initially, I just thought of Magic with Meek Stone, like Meek Stone League. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a perfect name yet, so we, we can work Called, on that. Like the Henchman League? Oh, that's not bad. Mi- Minions? Minions Bob's League? Henchman? I kind of yeah. like that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate that. Um, just but, don't ask Parker, no matter what. Oh, oh I, I'm not saying a damn he's thing. So bad at naming. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and it, no, don't do it. <laughs> amazing. Uh, so w- it will be posted up um, under events and also in general, and it will be by uh, like middle of next week. So I'll post something cool. up, and everyone can talk about it and whatevs. Um, there will be a little cost involved, but that will all come back as store credit as if you finish the league. Uh, we mm-hmm. were talking about that, like. That whatever that a lot, encouraging whatever. people to finish. Yep. So if it's twenty bucks, you'll put twenty bucks in, and then at the end of it, you'll get your twenty bucks back um, in store credit. And, um, yeah. So um, something like that. We should talk about pricing and stuff. Yep. With that, all that's got to get flushed out. But yeah, Before there will be there'll be stuff. Posted, yeah, there'll be stuff. Anyway, cool. Very cool. I'm excited. I think there's a lot of people pretty pretty excited about it. And for those that are looking for. Uh, someone to really take it out on um i think quentin thinks that this is his uh journey in life <laughs> it's like playing in the sprinklers <laughs> oh i think that he thinks this is his journey in life that mm-hmm. this is now happening because of him and mm-hmm. he just wants wins and this is giving him wins so i remember when you're like so he's like wait wait so i can't play amazing spider-man he's like no no up to five is good and he's like so i don't need to change my list and you're like no he's like amazing <laughs> like uh, I'm like, but don't you under like? Okay, everybody but, but has like, a shitload of dudes, right? Like, this yeah, is not was great. Like, but nobody will have Thanos, and he's like, okay, so I win for free, and it's like, <laughs> no, it's like that's not how this works. God. He was very excited. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, when you announced this, it was like, okay, so every list I ever made before A Force, I think it was the first list I, I think it was the yeah. first six point model I ever put down. So the fun part is when he announced this list, this. A league initially, I just assumed the cutoff was eight points, <laughs> and so that way he could play Malekith and no. Immortal Hulk, and you can't play Thanos. Oh my god! I assumed that's where it was going. And then when he said five is the cutoff, I'm like oh, that's that's different. Like I expected yeah. something else. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. I mean, I yeah. I, I would hate to think that the tables get. I, I just don't see it. I don't see any real issues. So we'll see. No, I, I think it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to move us into our next segment. Okay. Uh, we are going to have a brief conversation about um, the tall model meta, I guess, or just okay. kind of like the the meta in general. Um, so my observation has been uh, in an attempt to get practice with 
um, the boogeymen of the game. Because we have a habit in the Kansas City meta of when we find something that's oppressive is we kind of avoid it. And so, like, the examples of the past have been, like, early game Shuri, uh, then Thanos after the Black Order heyday. Um, moving on further, uh, we stayed away from um, Black Cat a little bit. Um, voodoo. There's been a lot of examples. Voodoo. We never played another Voodoo. Great Nobody example. played Voodoo. Yeah, Voodoo didn't see the table in our meta for, like, eight months because we just refused to play him. And it was mostly due to the fact that, like, while we have a very active meta... We have a limited number of um, new faces coming in the store just because, you know, it was a slow time for the game. And we always wanted, like, we were there to have fun and not to play the best things. And so we were all, it was kind of like a silent agreement. Like, the the casual people never kind of got to the power lists because they don't play enough to really find them on their own. And then, so we would avoid them that way. It wasn't, because it didn't feel really fair to play them into them. It's also just more fun to play a variety of things as opposed to, like, the toppest tier things. And I feel like stuff like Voodoo and Thanos kind of narrows the scope of the game a bit. Um, so now that we've been practicing for WTC, we've been, I specifically started playing Thanos in Guardians. And this has had the result of other people playing Thanos. <laughs> and so now we have a bunch of people playing Thanos. And that's been, uh, in my opinion, a bit of an issue at the store. And so it, I find it hard to get reps with powerful things while also not ruining the fun of other players is this it's your version kind of... of an apology because no, i do not, not accept it. not sorry <laughs> i do not accept it so i guess the question i have and the, the the talking point i want is is the tall model meta in such a place that it is deterring people from playing like let's say we all just played what we thought was the best stuff wherever it happens to be I think a, a large portion of those lists would end up including one of the seven or eight pointers in the game because the majority of them are widely considered strong to overpowered. Like Malekith was a big problem for a while. He got his nerf, but he still feels really strong. Thanos is just, you know, a problem on every table he's put on. And then Immortal Hulk has been running rampant over a lot of people lately. I I actually think it's not a matter of... I think it's it's kind of like baked into the design of the game that if you were trying to do really really well, because most the the because you had a ten man roster, and you can take one or two models out of your out of your affiliation most of the time, um, and you usually once you get your core of affiliated models done, you have somewhere around you know four uh, models to, to play with out of your affiliation. Taking one as a giant premium model just makes mm-hmm. great sense. Because it allows you to do it, it allows you to slap it down to really change the ten, you know tenor of the game or accomplish something according to the scenarios. So I think if you're a very competitive player and you're trying to win the game, it, the game is really has space for you to do that. There's no downside to taking one giant model most of the time. Um, so I don't know if that's uh, I I don't I don't see I don't I, because it's baked into the game. I don't see it really as power gaming. Now, if you say Thanos is my list. I will only play Thanos. Everything else in my model, everything else in my list is serving Thanos. Well, now you're trying to power game Thanos as a model, and that might be oppressive to you know in certain game rooms. Um, so, as I, an example, I think you in your let me, in your example, sure. If I were to take Avengers and put in Immortal Hulk, you think that's okay? Uh, I was actually thinking more like uh, Hydra and Immortal Hulk because maybe okay. maybe you want to put the. Uh, 
the the tag you know, the affiliation card to make him affiliated and give him no uh so they can't play they can't react like no react can't bring mm-hmm. the undercover the agent sleeper agent yes sleeper That'd agent be terrible so like you're like i want to well, I'm just saying. Who's being <laughs> just a hypo- hypothetical example. Yeah, I got I'm you. giving an example. I'm giving an example. Yeah, okay. You're like you're not penalized at all for taking that in Hydra. If I were like, I want to play, I want to be able to switch and play Sleeper Agent on a really big, impactful model, and you go, cool. Um, that's what you. That's what you want to do. You're not penalized in the game at all. You're not like you are not making your whole list about the you know Immortal Hulk. You took one tactics card, and you have one of ten easily you can fit that model if you're playing Hydra. So well, but that doesn't. Uh, so I'm worried less about like how much you sell out for the particular item, as opposed to how oppressive it feels. Because like for example, Sleeper Agent Hulk was a popular thing for a while, right? And it was strong, but obviously it's not good against everything. Because mm-hmm. uh, what I'm saying is, if you were only if you go, I'm playing Super Agent Sleeper Agent Hulk. That's the reason I'm playing Hydra. The other models in my list don't matter as long as I'm playing a Hydra leader and Hulk with Sleeper Agent. Then you're being, I think, then, then you're being oppressive. You're being a one, you're being a one, what's the word? Uh, a one note song, right? It's just, that's, that's no fun. <laughs> Eventually, people I, are... I, I guess I'm just not seeing the correlation as to the flexibility of your list and how oppressive something is. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think you are attempting to be oppressive if you put one seven point model in your list. I don't think that's what you're attempting to do. I think you are attempting to be oppressive if you say, I'm playing Thanos with. With two two Guardians models, one of them being Star Lord, so that Thanos becomes the strongest model he can possibly be as Thanos. I think then you're trying to be oppressive through Thanos, um, and other people would probably get start to get frustrated by that in a meta if they weren't also ex- if they weren't interested in trying to beat Thanos. I guess. Um, so to answer your question, you... I think you can I think you can be oppressive with a model on the table. I don't think you can be oppressive by putting a model in your list. I guess was my point. I would disagree. Would anyone else like to comment first? I I also disagree, but I'm curious to hear how you, what your frame of mind is. So my frame of mind is that it really, in my mind, boils down to uh, list construction. I'll give you two examples. So I played Brandon last week uh, playing against Thanos Guardians with Spider-Foes. But this was my just show up to casual game night Spider-Foes. I did not have a Thanos answer in my list. It was just regular Spider-Foes with probably a beta splash. And that was it. Um, I think I played a pretty clean game, didn't make a lot of mistakes, and got my ass handed to me. Um, Because I don't have an answer that I think you have to have against certain models. So even if it's Malekith, one model, or or Hulk, or or Thanos, if I don't have an answer on my list, um, I'm fucked. That's what's oppressive. Doesn't matter if that's just one of their ten models or not. If they put it on the table, I auto-lose. I would like to pick up here if that's all right. Um, we'll come back to my point, but go ahead. No, go ahead. If you, I just, I don't want to lose that train. I, I, sure. I really want to comment on that train of thought. Okay. Uh, I will combat that with my TTS game going into Thanos Guardians, exact same list. But this time in a more competitive environment, uh, I brought uh, Sam Vengers uh, with Hulk. At that list has the tools to effectively deal with the Thanos. And I won the game. And I actually had a good time playing against it. Like it was very... You know, cat and mouse, are you going to move Thanos here? Am I going to stagger you there, etc.? So, um, I don't think Thanos by himself is oppressive as long as I'm building a list to counter him, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that, there's my there's my two examples of, of, of how a list can or can't be oppressive, and I'm just tired of having to build for the big boys in every list I put together now. 
Yes. I, I agree with all of those points. Okay. Uh, so the, the, the reason I disagree with Parker is I actually think the opposite is true. So while we might have, let's say, in an example, the oppressive model is Malekith. It, so you including Malekith in like an Avengers list, like a Sam Avengers with Malekith included. It is, I think, more oppressive when you include a model like that and it costs you only one character slot, maybe a tactic slot on top to take like Midnight, for example. Mm-hmm. Because now your opponent was forced to construct their list with the tools to deal with said model then get to the table and have to mental jujitsu their way to figure <laughs> out if you're even going to play that model or not. And so they end up having to make these win or lose the game type decisions on complete hypotheticals, as opposed to if I'm playing like Ke- uh, Malkith Cabal and I'm all in on that strategy or like Thanos Guardians, I'm all in on that strategy. If they brought the tools, it's obvious that they play them. And I actually think that that's the example of when they become non-oppressive is when you've included them and they are obviously able to play them. But, but there's only it's only one model out of ten. You can easily make a Guardians list that has Thanos and then and then a complete Guardians list. And your opponent's still playing chicken. You can I strongly it. disagree after building rosters with Thanos Guardians. <laughs> because, you, first of all, you're losing your two restricted slots, which matter a lot in Guardians. And you don't, because of how restricted it is to put an eight-pointer in there... You have to take so many affiliated guardians at specific point totals that the list doesn't really build outside of that. Like you're at a severe disadvantage by not including that model. Like I've spent hours staring at it. Like I'm playing Drax because he literally must be in the list. But Drax is not They're, a bad guardian. He's not a terrible model, but in a, he's not great in situations when you're like, well, I guess I'm playing Groot and Drax because that's the only way I can get affiliated. And I'm not even taking Rocket because, like, the points just don't work. And so, like, you have to do – it doesn't just smoothly transition because of his weird point brick, right? It's exactly eight points that you must have, and you're giving up the restricted cards, and you're including other tactics cards specifically to keep Thanos alive. Like, five of my tactics cards are, are devoted to Thanos. Three of my character options are just there to make his points work. Like, he's two-thirds of my list. Just to make it function. And so that's all I'm saying. And you think if you don't go that all in, it actually can't win? Like it's, it becomes. No, but like this is the, the, the end conclusion of like, you know, when you said like, I'm going to devote 100% of my list to making this happen. Sure. That's exactly what I felt I had to do. And so I'm building into that plan. And so I have to be able to answer Malekith, which is his biggest predator. Mm -hmm. And I have to be able to answer, answer Helios later. So I've got cards like Escort and uh, Recal and um, Fallback and things like that, I have to include to try and make that work, but they're actually mostly worthless on like three and two point models. It's only there so I can play them on Thanos. And so I've got my two restricted cards are tied up in stones, and then I'm taking five of my 10 Tactics cards and then probably three or four of my characters just into this package that I'm giving up. So like when I look at the, the reverse... I can't include stuff like Angela and Ghost Rider and all that other stuff that Guardians normally take. It doesn't fit in the list anymore. And so my Guardians list is literally just five affiliated Guardians members. And it's just like, but now what? Like, I don't have any strong models on their own. So I'm just kind of throwing a swarm of attrition models at people without the tactics cards to back them up. And so that's why I don't think the list is actually competitive on its own. Sure, you could win a couple handoff games against, like, casual players, 
But if you took it to a tournament, you would do badly because you don't have the tools you need to deal with the other person's strong models. Like if somebody just brought criminals, I just lose. There's nothing I could do. Somebody brings web warriors, I just lose. There's nothing I can do if I don't play Thanos. And so it forces me to play that option because my list is basically garbage without it. As opposed to like a Sam Vengers list that just has a Malekith thrown in. That is an easy transition for them to get out of. And so if my opponent shows up and he's like, well, I'm playing shield with Helios. And you're like, well, I'm not playing Malekith because that'd be idiotic. So I'll just play a normal Sam Avengers list and Helios is fucking worthless. And But my opponent has to figure out what I'm doing at deployment. And so now we're in this weird list chicken type of situation where if he plays like the anti-Malekith stuff and I don't play Malekith, he's wasted resources, which gives me an advantage. Well, then, then we should all be playing... Malekith and Sam Vengers, because it sounds like going all in with Guardians and Thanos is really pigeonholing yourself. If you can get this incredible advantage by just putting one Malekith in a Sam Vengers list, then that should be the better list. I don't uh, know it's, why it's, we're spending it's all not this an time advantage. It, it's a fair game at that point, ish. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't know that Thanos Guardians are bring, ever disadvantaged. Let's put it that but way. But only if they bring the tools that allow them to fight at your level. If they don't bring those tools, it feels incredibly oppressive. But it doesn't feel totally oppressive. I guess I'm. I guess I, I, you're trying to make a gradient between what's oppressive, uh, an all-in Thanos Guardians versus a Malekith dropped into, uh, dropped into something like Sam Vengers. And I, I think they're. I don't think there's more oppressive or less oppressive. I think I think both of them are trying to give you an advantage by the fact that you only have to take one model to completely dictate what your opponent has to do. I guess. I guess you lose some of your all-in because Malekith, you're not taking all the cards that could possibly keep Malekith alive, I guess. And so uh, your opponent is penalized less for choosing the cards that will not deal with Malekith because Malekith... I, I, guess, I'm, I, guess, I guess I'm struggling to see the point. I, I, I still think an all-in Thanos list is more oppressive than Malekith dropped in any other list. I don't. I don't see how the list chicken is somehow worse than having to deal with Thanos. I don't. I don't see how. Well, as an example, like the Avengers Sam list, the Revengers list I took to Springfield. I played against Thanos twice, and it wasn't even a close game. I I completely tabled both Thanos players. And it was just like because I had the tools available, and he couldn't stop me from killing him. And so I just I kill his eight point model, and the rest of his list is solely designed to function around that eight point model, and they just fall apart. And so, but on a Malekith version of that, like, if I just can't line up the shot, or, like, he just doesn't play Malekith, I've devoted half my list to killing a model that isn't in play, and so it becomes a very different game all of a sudden. That's all I'm saying, is, like, the oppressive list, there's no out, is all I'm saying. Let me give you an actual example. So Perrin, uh, for about two months, played Shield competitively, Mm -hmm. uh, and he had Malekith in the Shield list. Almost every fucking time, the opponent was forced to play anti-Maltech. And then just get blown off the board by wide shield every by fucking time. By just a competitive time. shield list, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Perrin didn't ever really want to play Malekith, but after he saw the effect putting Malekith in the list had on every other player he played against, he was like, this is fucking great. Like, my yeah. opponent has so much anti-Maltech because he has to bring it or he just gets fucked. And Perrin's just like, nope, I was never going to play him. I'm just going to play regular shield. Um, yeah. Like, almost every time the opponent would, at the end of the game, be like, yeah, I had to bring X, Y, and Z into Mal, and uh, yeah, it turns out I just died. 
Mm-hmm. Like Pyro into Shield. That's so fucking horrible. You just get yeeted <laughs> off the table by, by Winter Soldier in half a second. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I, I agree. It's anyway, I, I don't like big boys for a lot of reasons, but there's there's, there's some real world examples for you. I, I will agree that I'll absolutely agree, concur that putting in one big model in your list can definitely make people, you know, hyper focus on that and not look at the rest of the list. But I think, you know, according to what, you know, Brandon is saying here, I think there is something to be said for if I look at my opponent's tactics cards, if I look at the construction of the list, I can actually go, you know what, I have a reasonable suspicion he's going to play Thanos right now. Or in this, in your parents' case, you know, Malekith. But I look at the list and I go, there is, there is nothing here that's going to really support Malekith. If he puts Malekith down, it's he's basically playing him as a super solo, and he's not really supporting him in any way. So I don't think Malekith is actually that scary. I think I can deal with him with my list as is. Um, I think you could do something about that as a player. I don't think, you know, because I think, uh, Brandon, you know, I think. Uh, uh, Brandon is right. I think most people will when they're when they're trying to showcase and really make that model the only their win condition like Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty clear what that they're doing it. It becomes extremely binary, and right. So it's very easy to now, predict what your opponent's going to do. I do agree that people just get scared and they only have mm-hmm. a couple of minutes to choose their list. It's not like they have lots and lots of time to think about all the intricacies of what you're really doing. Right. But it, there there is definitely a way to to. to trap people i'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. that that's that's the thing that happens um but when if you're a discerning player or if like brandon said we started the whole conversation with i, I purposely played thanos to make sure i knew how this works i think now mm-hmm. he could tell by looking at a list oh no that thanos is that thanos is a that thanos is a spoof it's not really yeah. gonna be there do you know how many times since i've started playing mcp that at a tournament somebody read all 10 of my tactics cards yeah Probably five times. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't even think that's an exaggeration. I might be overshooting it. Like the number of times my opponent has asked me what cards I have beyond my two restricted cards, and actually read all ten of them and absorbed the information is probably less than a half dozen, I would guess. And it's just like, how are you supposed to know then? Like I could just have Thanos on my tray as complete bluff. They'll probably check his stones, which will give him a good indication if I'm totally bluffing or not. Cause, but like I can tell you, I walk to a lot of tables and they just look at your tray and they go, "Okay, I know what I'm doing," and they don't even consider that like your Thanos had soul and power stone <laughs> that you have. You're just joking, and they just blindly assume that you were playing Thanos. So yeah, that does happen. And when it comes down to to the oppressive stuff, it's probably just semantics of how we're individually defining it. But I think the overall question is. Like, is it oppressive? Like, does it feel like a neg? Does your opponent get a negative attitude about the game when they when they play against your list, or is it just like a challenge for them? And I can tell you, like the and it's not just Jeremy; it's mostly Jeremy, but not just Jeremy. the The reaction, the visceral reactions I get when I deploy Thanos is just like it's amazing. It was just like I don't <laughs> actually care to play this list. But I think people think I'm trying to steal their souls or something. Like, it's so weird. I'm just like, like, I don't even want to do it anymore. But, like, I feel like if I don't, I'm not getting the experience I need to perform at, like, the level I'm hoping to perform at. We've talked before uh, I, about, like... I mean, there's three of you that are all playing Thanos. I think that you all right. need to play each other, just round robin. Uh, and each one of you can kick each other in the nuts after every game. 
uh, and just until someone falls over and then you two people play just continuously. <laughs> just have a blast. Yeah. I've played the mirror twice now. Excellent. <laughs> Jeremy does not care. <laughs> Uh, the answer is it's very oppressive and it sucks balls. Like it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a tournament environment's entirely different. That's fine. People show up with what they're going to show up with. I fully expect to catch both barrels. On uh, that's fine. Um, but to play it game after game um, and not learn anything and like uh, again and and I say that because number one. If, if you're playing against Malekith, the things that can happen, um, you just start losing models for no goddamn reason. Like, mm-hmm. it, his dice are better than almost anything in the game, and you can lose any model at any time, and it will not stop sometimes. So you get no information about the game. Like, you can just yeah. you can just lose. Um, also, Thanos, you can do no damage against Thanos. None. You can do no damage. Um, then he can gain all his power off of you, even though you denied him power. He could drag someone in, gain plenty of power to do everything you were trying to deny him, and then he'll move you all your shit. So, mm. like, all your plans are gone. That is horrible. That feels awful. Um, the, the, the most oppressive games I've played is when, like, randomly he spikes a roll, does yeah. six damage, and yep. he's like, I'll port all of your models. Yeah. And, like, he said, bad. I've said the word, I will port all of your models before. And then yep. just took some of the power off my card. Not all of it, some of the power yeah. off my card and moved every model my opponent had. And I was just like, this is not okay. Like, nothing about this is okay. Like, this game is over. And the least so, egregious... Because I spiked a roll. The least so, egregious is the cheapest. And that's Hulk, which is punch you twice and then throw something guaranteed of almost unlimited size. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and be there for three turns, almost guaranteed. Fucking, that's phenomenal. But very killable and manageable in three turns. Those other two are not. Those other two are simply not. So I, I will have to. I have to disagree there. So I'm. I'm with you, Jeremy, on the I don't like them. But I think you have to decide if we're talking about in a competitive list where you have thought about it and have answers for them, or if you're like I want to show up with Midnight Suns and test out Ihulk. Um, if it's the latter, which is what I'm trying to do, like I'm on a quest to play all the affiliations in the game. But if I have to include. Yeah. Like Pyro, Bill, uh, Black Cat, in every list, I never get to play any other fucking characters. That's what I don't. <laughs> I know, right? So that, personally, but yeah. I really think if you want to design a competitive list anti Thanos, it's not hard. It's um, really not. But you cannot. You absolutely have to do that by design, and that's what I don't want to have to do anymore. But I, so I think Thanos is is killable. But you absolutely have to have that uh, as a a starting point in your list. Is how do I deal with Thanos? Um, and, and you build your list around that. And then ask the same question about Malekith, right? And then you ask the same question about, like, why Avengers and, uh, you know, every other top medalist in the game. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's a little mentally draining in competitive MCP right now is the uh, answers you have to have in your list means that your actual list diversity is shit. Yeah, I agree. I, I do find that to be the real problem. The The most oppressive list I think we've ever seen in the game was old school Black Order with Thanos in the 17-point package when there was a single extract. And so if they won priority, they got to choose extracts. They would always get one of the three singles, and they would have Corvus with Reality Stone, Proxima, Thanos, and two other stones of their choice. And it was it was usually Time and Mind Stone, I believe. And it was... You just basically couldn't beat it. Like, if they got priority, you just lost the game. It was so hard to do anything against it. 
And the real, real problem with the list is that it took up three character slots. <laughs> and so you got to play like whatever else you wanted to. And it was so impossible to predict what they were going to do. Because if you built everything you could into stopping Thanos, they're like, oh, just kidding. I'm playing Brotherhood. And you're just like, how are you supposed to deal with this? Like, it's just even <laughs> if you have the answer, you have to answer every other affiliation of the game also that can fit in a seven character package. It was, there was no win. You would just... In you that list could have a hundred percent win rate against some lists. Like it was absolutely oppressive. And so that's more what I'm worried about. It's like, okay, so if we solve the code that is the single tall model, whatever that model happens to be, you still have to solve the rest of their list if they're not all in. Yeah. And so that's what I'm concerned about. Like Aaron's talking about is like, well, I brought Pyro and Iron Man and Helios Laser and Black Cat. Okay, so I'm ready. And then there's like they show up with like X-Men, and you're like Oops! <laughs> like, no. <laughs> it's like I don't know how. Like, that's well, what I'm you really about. hate beasts, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thirty-eight dice into beast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I guess he's in cover, so he might live. Uh, Jeremy Oops. rolled about thirty-five fucking dice in the Green Goblin the other day. God Almighty! Yeah. Just fucking that, Green Goblin. What Norman it. do to you? He needed it. So yeah, I'm just wondering if have we gotten to a point where. The the tall lists are so hard to deal with that you can only beat them with a very specific list build. And is that list build not fun to play? Like, I know Aaron's talked about because he's trying to play everything in the game. And it makes it hard to play competitive rosters at the same time. Yes. But is it just the tall people or is it competitive rosters in general? Uh, just the tall people. Um, for the most part. Uh, and I say that because... The vast majority of my games competitively on TTS have been into, you know, Malekith, uh, Suns Hulk, or, or Thanos. Um, you don't see a lot of White Avengers or Hellfire or Webs, whatever the case may be. That might be problematic, but I never feel like I don't have a game into them. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know, it's just a weird situation to be in where it's like, I haven't felt bad for playing anything in the game since that old black order list but now it feels like every time i go to build a, a new roster i'm just like is this okay like can i play this at the store and not feel bad about it oh just ask your opponent like are we in for like meta competitive or not if the answer is no don't put thanos guardians on the table yeah but then i have to build like a whole second roster to have with me which is like annoying to like, go get out a bunch of new tactics cards move all my missions to a new roster get all cards out like that's a whole process every time i'm trying to play so usually what i end up doing is i just only play the casual roster which is what has happened for the last two years yep i mean i've got two rosters ready to go in my bag uh, and you're right there is some overlap in the cards and uh and and whatnot but I, whatever it's not that that big of a deal i would rather so i like to get competitive games in right so i don't mind playing into your thanos guardians with my at the moment sam vengers list yeah um on the other hand I don't really want to play Sam Avengers. I'd rather get reps in with, let's say, Spider Foes because they're just more fun right now. Uh, yeah. So I've got both lists, and I don't mind the, the the minor card swaps I have to do to, you know, move fall back into one of the lists or whatever I have to do. Mm -hmm. So what I've done now is I've basically isolated my Thanos package in Guardians and pulled it out, and then added an equivalent number of cards for just a normal Guardians list. So I've got my one list that's just got like the hard mode and the easy mode kind of like selected in it. And so I'm going to try that now, but it just, I don't know. Did you swap 
Thanos for Agent Venom, and if not, why not? So the reason I said I don't like Agent Venom is um, I find that he is too power hungry to be consistent. And so he is really dependent on getting an early game spike to be threatening unless you can do something to like adjust his play style in some way. And if I'm taking a four pointer, I really want them to be self-sufficient. And I just feel like he's not far too often. Uh, How many times have you played for an assignment and how much work have you got out of it? Zero times. Okay, that's your problem. But <laughs> it, to be fair, I'm playing Thanos Guardians. And so sure. Like, no, it's no. Not, yeah, it's a Agent different Agent Venom list, does right? not have a place in Thanos Guardians. Um, well, he doesn't anymore. Sure. Just saying. <laughs> no, but, so <laughs> He is a really god like, in regular Guardians. I really like Bill. I think I overrated Bill and Guardians a bit. Um, specifically Thanos Guardians. Um, Depending Gamora on the matchup. Is, Gamora is better than expected. Like <laughs> she has literally failed me at every possible opportunity like i am winning in spite of her not because of her but i understand the math behind the decisions i'm making and eventually it will come back to the average it's like i can only roll so many 10 die attacks counting double wilds and pierce and get zero (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding like she's she's thrown like with the two rerolls 12 dice with pierce and wilds counting as two and gotten one hit three times oh yeah, no, it well, just kind of got me. That's you. Yeah, I know. That's it hundred percent me, right? That's not business. That's personal. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't know. I feel like are we in a spot where there is a noticeable disparity? And like, like, are the expensive bottles just better? Yes. Uh, if we're voting right now, uh, yes. Parker, mm. yes, no. Got to vote. No abstaining. Because mm. if you had asked me this, like after the Malekith nerf, I would have said no. What well, the question I'm asking myself is, no, I I don't think they are. I think it's just rock, right? It's I think there's paper and there's scissors. I think this is, I think it's just rock. I don't mm-hmm. think it is better. I think it is better against something. And I think if you don't have paper, you lose to rock. But that's I think because I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what about Sam Vengers, right? Sam Vengers just goes super duper wide and plays a really consistent game with a whole bunch of activations and actions and. And no Hulk, just just Sam Vengers. No, 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 Yeah, Hulk is kind of key to that. I don't think he is. I don't. I don't think you have to play him. Okay. If you want to put if you want to put Hulk on the list, fine or not, I don't care. The point is, I think that is. I think that's. I'm not telling you that's paper. I'm just saying that's scissors, right? Somebody has to figure out how to answer that because if you, if you go, I'm going to make sure to beat Malekith and I'll always have all the answers to Malekith, then you probably won't have the answers to Web Warriors or Sam Vengers or uh, 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 something weird like Hydra with uh, what's, what's Black Cat and I'm just making me so mad. I can't think of the damn Doc Voodoo. Like there's a yeah, bunch really. of there's a bunch of things like that you could do in the game that are really really good lists that are totally different than the profile you see with Malekith and Immortal Hulk. And I don't I don't think one is better than the other. I think they will win because they have an advantage against your list. But that think that's rock paper scissors. So no, I disagree. Big bottles are not better. I hope you're right. I, I'm I'm conflicted at the moment. I I had hoped that was true for the last six months and strongly, strongly, strongly pressed for it to not be true. Um, but I can tell you Malekith games are easy. Uh, put those games in the bag, man. Malekith games were so easy. Uh, there's a reason for that. Priority system is kind of broken and Malekith is fucking big and broken. 
and the shit some of those big models do just is not the same as some of the rest of the game. It's different. So I know I feel like Immortal Hulk is one of those models. It's like a Loki. It feels weak when you weaker than it is when you play it, and when you play against it, it feels stronger than it is. And so it's it's always hard to get a good read on Immortal Hulk because it feels so not fair that you just can't kill him. Like there's just a rule written yeah. down that he can't die. And so it's like, what do I do? I can't kill him. And so it like causes all these weird trains of thought. But on the far side, you're like, man, they're gonna kill my Immortal Hulk. And it's just like, it's like it's this weird situation you're in. It's like. Well, like, I know how he's going to die, and I can't stop it. So it's just, can I get enough done in the meantime? And then on the other side table, it's like, he's never going to die. He's going to kill all my stuff. And it's just, like, this mental, like, gymnastics you have to do to, like, get through all the bullshit. At least that's how I feel about him. And then Thanos, it's the same thing. You're trying to figure out everything Thanos can possibly do. And the Thanos player's like, I'm going to do this. Like, it's already (laughs) pre-planned out. But I think, but I, I I think the same thing can happen. I think absolutely the same thing can happen in a game where you're playing against criminals and there's six criminals on the board. You can look at the Mm -hmm. criminals and go, oh, he has six criminals on the board and there's four or five secures. Um, I know exactly what he's going to do, but I can't stop him. And and he's not playing Malekith. Malekith isn't in his list, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he was playing Mm -hmm. it. I don't have I don't have the rock for that scissors. He's playing. He's playing that kind of list, and he's just going to ignore what my models do. Um, what I'm saying yeah. is, there is equally oppressive stuff across this game, and it's not just underneath the big models. I don't think. I don't think the big models are the rock that everybody has to turn over and go, "Oh, look, this is the broken part of the game." Um, yeah, I think that's a, a fair statement. There's there's plenty of strong things in the game, not exclusively tall guys. I concur. It's just the the rate of the tall guys being strong just seems at a much higher rate. Um, and when it comes to the tall guys, like, because they're like, their abilities are, are stronger because they're more expensive. So they need to be stronger. It just feels like they, they command so much more of the game than other models do. And like you're saying, if you build a strong synergistic list that all does similar things, you have to combat them on a full front as opposed to like one focal point. Mm-hmm. So it's a different way you have to attack it. Um, I mean, people, yeah. people used to be really upset with my list the 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 bucket of bullets list because they go i can't Mm. kill anything because everything kills me and i go Mm. because like there's nothing to kill i can't because everything just kills me equally well and everything shoots above its wave class and i go yep so they there was it was just a different problem right it was a different problem they had to solve and it was difficult to solve that problem for a lot of people and so it felt really oppressive and people didn't enjoy playing it but I, i didn't have a single model above four points in that list yeah people needed to stop sitting on points but yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, the, the answer to that list kind of is tall models. Like, you get models that have extremely consistent above-average defense that aren't worried about four die attacks nearly as much. And they and then you it, you struggle to get enough attacks on them to bring them down. Mm-hmm. Like a um, Thanos in cover with Reality Stone. It's like, he's average blocking three. It's just right. so hard to get past that with four dice. That yeah. It's like, on the few times you'll spike. And so, it's like you're saying, it's the circular meta. And so, like, that's the thing that preys on those guys. And then, you know, when you're already intentionally not scoring as the, you know, the bucket of bullets list, then getting ported off the objectives you were contesting is just so much harder. Mm-hmm. So, like, the game blows out really fast. Yeah. But, yeah. So, this was just a conversation I've been wanting to have for a while because I, I know we've had a little bit of a, um, a frustrating moment in the store where it's just been like, man, why is everyone playing all these annoying lists all of a sudden? So, but, um, uh... I'm excited. They were playing those. We can say lists it was just you brought them. You brought them. <laughs> well, I was just saying. You're what their you were mother. Saying. It's like for some reason they were like your, 
You, I am the harbinger of death. Yeah, you fucking Pied Piper those motherfuckers into the store. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's just jealous because my Thanos looks so good. When he's dunking all of his bottles. It's like, boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just, one more thing I want to say about this. Yeah, something just, else? Talk, just, just a small thing, and I think it's its own point. Um, there are some bottles that get printed in this game that are people like, ah, this guy's so cool, or I love this guy from the comics, the story you know, standpoint. Um, if you just really, really love like Malekith or the idea of the giant bog tiger, you're just like, ah, that's badass, and you want to play Malekith, I don't think, the thing I don't want to happen is people go, oh, but I can't play him because people think he's oppressive, so I can't play my my favorite fun guy. I think you hmm. should. I think you should get the right to play the models you think are really fun. When you played Doctor Strange and Magneto, I know it's because you just love Magneto and Doctor Strange. I hated playing you when you played those yeah. two models. I hated it, but I would A never. Lot of people said that, but I, but I never, I never would tell you not to because I know I knew the reason why you're playing those guys is you loved the way they were on the table and you loved them from the floor, and you loved how they felt on the table from the lore. Everything about them was just so fun for you, um, and yet insanely oppressive to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think anyone should ever be told or should ever feel pressured to not play the thing they like because somebody said it was oppressive. I don't like that. I, I think you should get to play the thing you think is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I was people, so many people told me that Thanos or not Thanos Magneto was completely broken and not okay for the game. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm playing Magneto every game for the next year. And it was just mm-hmm. like all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I, I love playing Magneto. So he's so fun. So yeah. What's crazy so I, now is if you play Magneto, like, <laughs> It's like, oh, it's just Magneto. You're like, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, man, this guy could do so much more than he does. You're like, damn it. He didn't roll nearly as well. I wish he had more. (laughs) I wish he had better dice. Why didn't he have Pierce? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Six dice. His his crit should explode like three times. He doesn't get blanks. What is this? Yeah. So I want to come back to that point you just mentioned, Parker and Brandon, because I actually disagree with you guys. And I think I'm in the very minority here. Um, I think at the end of the day, AMG prints a model and you, the only thing you're guaranteed when you buy that model is the plastic that comes in the box. Uh, I would much rather game health be prioritized over the fact that people want to play with their, the models they brought, if that makes sense. Obviously there is going to be a number of months when the model is going to exist as it was printed because you're never going to change a model that quickly, Right. But after that time period, let's say Malekith, let's say you're super pissed because the nerfs to Malekith is not the model you bought. You don't like playing the new version, blah, 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 blah. My my answer is I still, regardless of the model, want a healthy, fun game. And if they need to nerf your favorite toy, I'm okay with that. And I need to be okay with my favorite toy being nerfed for the greater health of the game. I, um, I don't think that's exactly like I think everyone needs to play by the official rules of the game. I'm just I think Parker was saying that you shouldn't shame people at your game store for playing whatever their favorite model is in its current state. Like if you're playing Malekith and like everyone's like, oh, Malekith should be banned. Like, yeah, but like, don't just be mean to somebody at your store because they're playing it. They might just be trying to have the most fun they can have. Like and not to mention, like a lot of those people, the people that actually just want to play it for for the sake of playing it probably aren't playing the super high-powered list either. They're probably just like... Like when Black Order first came out, they're the same people running Black Dwarf, which because it's like, I just want to play the Black Order. I don't care. Sure, it depends on who you're playing, but I'll give you that. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I don't think anyone should be out there going, well, evacuation efforts is my favorite mission, so I'm going to play it. And you're like, well, but it's banned. So I, you're like, I don't care. I think people try, I think, you know, people getting shamed for using their favorite models, and you're exactly yes. right, is is wrong. But I also agree with you, Aaron. I think those two things can assist at the same time. You shouldn't shame people for using the thing they're excited to play. And you shouldn't also go, you know, you shouldn't, you know, cry foul and have such sour grapes whenever some, whenever they attempt to balance the game around a misstep, right? They, they, they aimed incorrectly and it just so happened to be your favorite model. Yep. Um, in my point of fact, I think in, from my personal point of view, I actually think it makes it more fun. It makes it a little bit more challenging to play your favorite model and you have to work a little harder. And I think that's fun, but if somebody isn't and they just want to, you know, be butthurt about it, then th- they mm-hmm. probably don't have a healthy attitude. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, make sure that everyone understands and agrees that I reserve the right to shame um, Brandon whenever I fucking want to. Yeah, you can shame Brandon whenever you goddamn want. Thank you. (laughs) I don't understand. What is this word you refer to? (laughs) I was going to say, that's why I knew you could do it. (laughs) I'm going to need you to put the word sham? Sham. Shame. 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 In a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Meaning? Origin? (laughs) Mm. Um, yeah, there's a um, a fun old anecdote. Uh, actually, one of the Muse guys, uh, his name's uh, Crump. Uh, he was running a journeyman league for War Machine up at their store, and one of the like competitive players walked over. And journeyman league is basically a slogan. Like, so let's say we play, like, let's say seventeen points. A slogan league would like, let's say hypothetically, you would start with like a three point model and a two point model. And then the next week you would add, you get to add a four point model. And then you just keep going until you ended up with a full list. And it was, so it was supposed to be teach people the game just because it's a totally different scale. Like you'd basically show up with like four models instead of 50 models. And it was a way to get people like an intro level of the game. And it was very heavy handed and keeping the broken stuff out of the game. So you would have to play like really bare bones, generic models that were not crazy. Like you have to play like Peter Parker, Spider-Man out of the core set, like nothing crazy. And then the, it was the equivalent of two people showed up with like Modoc and Hulk to the journeyman league. And you're like, well, you can't do that. Like that's the, like, and so the guy walks over to the table and sees what they're doing. He's like, this isn't okay. Like you guys get in and Crump goes like, Hey, leave them alone. Like just let them have their fun. He's like, well, they're just, they're, they're breaking the rules. They're going to like overpower the league. And they look over and it's like Hulk and Modoc staying on opposite sides of like pay to flips and just like arguing over a pay to flip all day, but not actually attacking each other was the equivalent of what they were doing. He's like, just let them have their fun. They're not hurting anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was that equivalent. So like just because somebody's playing something strong doesn't mean they're trying to ruin everybody's day. Uh and so that's that's all I want to say. It's a fun anecdote. It was it was a very fun game to watch. All right. Um Aaron, uh how are you doing in the TTS league? Uh season or league, week six just wrapped up. I ended up winning that to go five and one and uh make cuts for season eleven. Ooh. Did you uh, play Dark Dimension? I did not play Dark Dimension. I might Trash. play Dark Dimension next week. We'll Ooh. see. I'm trying to convince him to play Dark Dimension in Top Inhumans. It's not going to be Inhumans. Because in I think Inhumans, Inhumans could be good, and you just need reps with them. Uh, you know, you don't need reps with. Dormammu? Dark, is it Dormammu? Dark Dimension. Okay. Dark Dimension. You just need, was it? Crit, crit, skull, wild, hit, block. What is it? That's what yeah, you, that's need. All you need. Okay. Well, if I feel I'm rolling well, I'll just roll out some Dormammu on it. I'll say it's not well, is it? It's it's consistent. Like you need you need average. Yeah. Okay. It's crit, crit, skull, hit, block. block it's all skull. in your head. 
It's all I think in your hand. Rolling what you need as well, whatever that whatever that yeah. combination is. I'm still going to play Dark Dimension with uh, uh, Spider Woman and uh, Captain Marvel and do On Patrol Turn One. Just, just to see what happens. Just to see what people scratch just, their head. This, this is for science. <laughs> just, just, just the people go. Wait a minute. Every time I do anything, every time you do anything, small move, small move, small move, small move. <laughs> just have them dance around I, uh, the table on turn one. You've got the slot for it. Yep. Yeah. I want to reprise my Bernie boys list and just do like Dormammu, Ghost Rider, Pyro. <laughs> just like get them, boys. <laughs> like all the burning boys. So that reminds me. In my quest to play all affiliations, I am down to only needing eight so i will give our listeners an update next week which will be the uh, six month point after uh june is fully finished but you're uh, ahead of the curve i'm well on my way dark mm-hmm. dark is still on the list though hopefully don't release four more affiliations in november uh, i'm only playing <laughs> every card that was out at the end of 2022 oh well that's like not even trying why don't you do something <laughs> actually hard say what no, why don't you do something hard uh Sure. It's 134 models. And I'm sure I'll play some models that came out afterwards, but I have to draw a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found myself trying to, like, dojo a couple things lately, and I'm getting really deep in that ham crate, and, like, I'm not sure if what I'm starting to make is, like, good or just complete ass. <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> There's no way it could be in the middle. You're it's riding the waves be... of insanity, for sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was just... Uh, I'm, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm talking down to people. Don't worry, Parker. It's not you. <laughs> uh, if I had just the most boring mindset ever, I could definitely play the Revengers list and probably pilot it to like a 70% win rate. <laughs> I just get so bored. <laughs> it's like, I got to do something. Where's my eight point models? Like, go get them. <laughs> I'm not cheating hard enough. Yeah, exactly. These models are so fair. They're doing like 28 dice attacks. I need something better. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Parker, oh, do you have... Oh, hold on. We got one, something? Um, special note. Segway. Special note. Hold on. Special note. Uh, I, can I tell you you were right about something, Brandon? You were very right. Hold on. Right. Let me sit down first. No. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me... Oh, <laughs> well, right. well, Conveniently, well, we already gotta... have five people recording this. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Punisher is unfucking believable <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's uh, a reason that guy is about to get released again. He's going to cost six points this time. Um, So, like, when Perrin was talking about him and uh, Aaron was talking about him, they both were like, yeah, I mean, Perrin, like, even likes him better than Bucky. I'm like, what? What? That guy's an idiot. Like, who said that? That's the dumbest thing I ever fucking heard of. (laughs) I can't, like, we were playing and I kept using, I, I used Bucky in the second game and I was like, who is this trash that should be fucking Punisher? Why am I playing bad models? God damn, that guy is stupid if, as fuck. Okay, how about this? If they instead gave Rogue Agent to Punisher, is he in more list than Bucky? Oh, I think the world would be scared. Like I know. <laughs> they'd be like, this guy is a terror. Dude, he uh anyway, I I just, just had to gush for a second. He just slides around like a drifting shadow, <laughs> like a reaper just killing people. Because <laughs> he is. He's one of those and then models. <laughs> how much how much power do I need? Okay. Okay. Now I'm gonna do that. So I don't think you understand how broken he was for about six months. So, you know all the stuff he can do. Have you really grasped the things he can do? I believe so. Okay. 
doomed prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And then all you've got. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's got a seven die rapid fire attack. He gets to move short. And then he gets to activate twice. <laughs> he just says, all of the models within 15 inches of me are asleep. <laughs> like, that's what he says. Yeah, I, I think you actually did that to me. And then you play Blood Red and Personal. And it's like, oh, no. Like, if you, you just play Shoot em List and you, you down, like, three or four other models by yeah. turn two. And so, like, going into turn three, you have priority. You're like, Blood Red and Personal, kill these four models. And they're just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, What? His, oh god, it was so fucking brutal. Yeah, he was super good, man. Super good. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's uh, he's in my list now for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, he was literally the Grim Reaper. Then they banned both those cards. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's odd. No, I don't know why. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, so Parker, do you have Comic Corner for us? Yeah, I got a Comic Corner for us. Um, it's another uh, rapid fire model that doesn't have to roll a dice. Uh, it's actually a Black Widow title. Um, I got turned on to this, just a random thing popped up on my Marvel Unlimited, and I was like, I don't think I've ever read a, a solo Black Widow uh, title. And it was it's the one from 2014. There's, she's, they've actually been written a couple times, but this one was penned by uh, Nathan Edmondson. Um, and one of the things that drew me into it really fast was the artist. The artist's name is Philip Noto, and if you don't recognize the name, it doesn't super surprise me. He doesn't have like a, a huge acclaim, but what he does do is really, 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 really interesting art where he blends a lot of colors. His <laughs> his his characters are usually kind of square. He does things like very squarely. He doesn't like do hyper realism. Uh, he kind of deviates from realism. Uh, probably his most famous comic, who's one stuck around the longest, is the Poe Dameron comic in, in, from the Star Wars line in Marvel. Um, he he's done some of my favorite X Force issues ever. And then he shows up in this Black Widow and. It looks perfect because he doesn't do a lot of like crazy contrasting colors like you might see in like cosmic titles. Um, it's everything's kind of mute and everything's kind of toned down. And so for uh, oh, like a fully espionage version of the Marvel Universe, it's perfect. Um, everything's kind of monotone. And that's exactly what you want when it's just a spy thriller in comic book form. Uh Quick plot synopsis to get you excited. Black Widow, uh, this takes place right before the big Marvel reset, so she's definitely an Avenger. She's definitely a super spy. She's, you know, part-time she's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but one of the things you actually get to see for the first time is what Black Widow does when she's not working for S.H.I.E.L.D. One of the things dude, that's never really explored in any comic is what do Avengers do when they're not being Avengers. Spider-Man's, you know, solving crime in back alleys, and X, you know, Wolverine might be teaching a class at the Xavier Institute, but what about like character like black widow well she's making ends meet by being a pro you know uh a pro espionage agent being a super spy and so she takes contracts and sometimes she just murders people sometimes she's saving people she has a certain like list of things that she has to have before she'll take um a contract but if the thing if the person she's killing is evil enough yeah she'll kill him if the if the thing she's uh getting is you know benign enough yeah she'll go steal from that uh that country or that entity so she's it's it's 
of course, you know, over the course of the issues, she gets uh, wrapped up with an international organization that's pulling the strings behind a lot of different deals, and it seems totally random, and they don't know why the, the, it's operating the way that it does, uh, but she gets embroiled in it, and pretty soon she's one of the foremost people in the world who has any sort of, you know, uh, dealings with this shadow organization, because everybody else who deals with them dies, and she hasn't died yet because she's the Black Widow. They really... Uh, talk her up. It, it's very much a Jason Bourne thing, where you know everybody who sees her is like, "Oh shit, it's Natasha Romanoff!" Like they immediately, they immediately freak out because she's the Black Widow and she's that good. Um, and so, if you've never, uh, uh, like, if you've never seen her, because she always kind of takes the back seat in a lot of uh, comics. She's she uh, she kind of in her Avengers comics, she's usually the one flying the airplane until it crashes. And then she gets out and you might see her in the back shooting some, you know, shooting a random space monster in the face, but you don't see her take center stage and a lot of Avengers stuff. It's usually the main three solving the big problems. And she comes along with a, maybe a gritty or interesting uh, solution to something, but she's not a big mover or shaker, but in this one, it's entirely her. They actually address it in the comic where you get to see the cat, you know, the, in the monologue, uh, is almost entirely from her perspective. And so you get to see the way she thinks about being an Avenger and the way she thinks about being a superhero slash spy and how she kind of resents the fact that she is the the black sheep. Uh, they also address the fact that sometimes the Avengers need dirty work done and she is always just kind of the default person to do that and how the Avengers feel about her position on the team is super important, but also they kind of have to distance themselves from her because she does do these things. And if anyone ever found out, then, you know, be a big black mark on the Avengers uh, image. So there's a lot of cool things that happen in the comic that it's, that is addressed. If you've ever wondered, how does a super spy agent assassin also be an Avenger? Um, and how does she deal with things outside of being an Avenger? Cause that's what it focuses on. Most of the plot really, really good. Black widow. It's this, it's a solo title from 2014. Very, very strong. Cool. Anything else we want to hit before we get out of here? What's your Diablo level? I am at level 79. Nice. What are you? 53. Trash. I know. Noob. Do, do you even Paragon? <laughs> barely. <laughs> Just barely. Just barely. Just the tip. Uh, Aaron, what, what's your level? Uh, 87. Good lord. Damn. Did you feel a uh, a wall around 85? No. Okay. So a lot of people are quoting this stat that uh, level 85 of 100 is the halfway point in XP points needed. But obviously, based on the rate at which you gain XP, that is not directly relevant. So um, I read I, it was the halfway point. I did not realize that they meant the halfway point in total XP needed. Yeah. I thought they had, they were referencing halfway point in time. Right. So that's some people have been saying that, but I'm pretty sure the actual information, if you dig it up online, is it's actually just, the in XP points, not in XP like time. Yeah, well, that's a stupid. I don't disagree, but <laughs> it also gets misquoted a lot. So maybe yeah. I'm not finding the original data. Uh, that said, however, um, I hear the actual wall that you hit is at like 92. Like the last eight levels are like hellish. Like in terms of length to get there? Mm hmm. So they also, also just the, released the update. It's also yesterday, like right? where the mob strength caps out. 
like you basically stop getting stronger at 92 and the but the mobs keep getting stronger is kind of like what the way it was described to me i don't know if that's correct that's just the way it was described to me they said basically from 92 to 100 is supposed to be like the least um the most difficult i guess like like levels in general like they take longer and they're more difficult but you know we'll see sure i can't yeah i saw that that they we'll see they claim they noticeably increase the amount of XP you get off of Nightmare Dungeons. Like I think it's a, about double, to be honest, based on what yeah. I was doing before and what I, I did a little bit today. Yeah, it's definitely moving at a faster pace. This, If it was this the whole time, I would have felt better, probably. But, I mean, I'm not directly against the amount of XP. I think as a solo playthrough game, it's, it feels about right. But as a game that they expect you to play through every season, that's it's way too hard. Um, Nightmare Dungeons, how do you find those? Uh, they, I can show you if you're willing to log into the game, but, uh, I talking you through it, basically the same dungeons exist on the map. You use sigils in your consumable inventory that, um, upgrade those dungeons to a nightmare level. And then you can go in and fight them and you get XP, different stuff. We can go through it later, but yeah, yeah. you have to, okay. tree of whispers is where you get your first sigils from. Right. Uh, um, yeah, we can talk about it after the cast. Yeah, okay. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. I, I got to get up in the morning cool. and all that. I just didn't know it was a whole deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's going to wrap it for us today. Hopefully, you had a good time. This has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy <laughs> and Aaron. And you've just listened to Shame. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Hey, we're back. We did it. Hell yeah, we're back. I think that was the best episode we've had all week. <laughs> all week. All I, week. You know, it is difficult to have like a half, like a, a half hard, like semi-chub for hours. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I was going to say, mm-hmm. but you you did it. I, I did it. Like it was just semi-soft, semi-hard. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Do you know why you're supposed to call or seek medical attention if you have an erection lasting more than four hours? <laughs> Actually, I don't. It has nothing to do with the medication, which is what a lot of people assume is that, it's oh, the medication heart, right? is fucking up. Like it's actually because the blood in your penis does not circulate, which is why <laughs> it stays erect. And so if it stays in that state, the, the passive state where it's not circulating... Uh, it will actually start to go necrotic after four hours, and it will actually damage the flesh of your penis, and you'll have to have it, you know, amputated. Which is oh, why God. they tell you to go to the hospital. I'm sure when I was 14, I had some necrotic shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> I could have hammered nails with that thing. <laughs> oh, slammed in a car door, broke out windows. <laughs> oh God! Like one of those ceramic hammers, <laughs> just ping. Oh, yeah. There's only three things on Earth that were harder. <laughs> I can only name one. And one of them was like a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Not diamonds in general, just one diamond. There's uh, one. There's a diamond. Oh, my God.
Oh boy. Uh, after having now started to listen to podcasts like on the regular, like to, to other people's podcasts, I actually think this podcast is a strong one. I know we like to tutor on horn or ironically. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I actually like it Parker, How you're not episodes? supposed to say that when we're recording. Holy Why not? <laughs> I like it. I think this podcast hey guys. is strong. Hey, guys. Well, if you're oh. going to do it, at least have the toxic masculinity. Like, they need to step their game up. No, I haven't. Exactly. I, I haven't. But to be fair, I have never listened to an MCP broadcast. This is the oh, only okay. podcast that I've listened, I've ever listened to about MCP. I was talking. Oh, so you just mean like just pod- general like news podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like general, general like these are people that are already famous, and let's hear about their like lives other than them, them being oh, famous. Okay. I've mostly listened to celebrity podcasts. I've never listened to another MCP podcast. I'm not. I'm not comparing us to them. You listen to like Justin Bieber today or like, uh like I've that. listened to the uh the Always Sunny podcast a lot now. I've actually listened <laughs> China to monologues. And the the one uh Smartless, you've ever heard of Smartless? It's uh mm-hmm. it's Jason Bateman and um oh it makes me so mad that I can't think of the name of every man and that makes me so that makes me so upset. Uh Will Arnett and um Sean Hayes. Those three guys do a podcast. I have listened to that one. Uh-huh. That's a good one. And so, um, yeah, I've listened. I've listened to a few episodes of that one. And after listening to them, I was just like, yeah, this is a. I feel like we're at least par. We're at least par. Mm-hmm. Sometimes better. That's my opinion. I think you should start naming off other MCP podcasts, and then immediately Aaron can put them on a scale of zero to negative. Trash scale. Yes. That would I'm not be going my, to do that. Yeah. It, does, do it that. doesn't go positive. It's zero to negative 10. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Let's <laughs> okay. just really dumpster everybody. Just fucking. Also, dumpster. don't explain which end is good. Exactly. <laughs> just could, start. Could, just swing away. Like, it, could be, it, could be, it could be like golf. Who knows? That's why. Yeah, fuck it. I'm down. In, Let's go. In, <laughs> inconsistently change the, the direction of the pole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So. My favorite thing that has happened, and it's awful, and it shouldn't be a favorite thing, but this is the way this country works, is the fact that that submarine <laughs> and all, Jesus Christ, the memes and the amazing shit that's came out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw one today that was, um, it was a meme, and it was the balloons of Up, right? Except it was mm-hmm. called Down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I was t- it was so good. I saw. Uh, my, I think my favorite one I've seen is uh, it was it was a video of sound, but it was a it was a curb your own enthusiasm uh, spoof where it's like two guys talking. It's like I don't think it's like what happened to the Titanic? Well, it sank because you know the guy didn't really know what he was doing. It's like I don't think that could happen again. And it goes blah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I was like that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good. Good cold. It was a cold open spoof. I was like that's. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know a so, ton about it aside from a bunch of rich people like sewed themselves into <laughs> into this thing, and we're like sewed themselves into a couch. And yeah, they're it. like, <laughs> "There's no way this could go bad. We're rich, and God sewed loves themselves us. into a couch. Not quite that bad. It was not that bad. <laughs> I have the internet found out that I cared about this for forty for fifteen minutes, and so it's been oh. sending so, me so much information about it. I actually oh, let me lot. let me tell you because this is all anyone can fucking talk about at the game store, yeah, and I sure. couldn't care less. And uh-huh. I keep getting stuff oh. in my feed. It's like Zuckerberg, <sighs> stop it! I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> 
Mark so Zuckerberg. Here's my, I guess, two cents is, like, five people died doing something quasi-risky. Why mm-hmm. the fuck is this newsworthy? I know, right? Like, how many people die in the country every day? You know, huge accident, pile up, you know, 14 mm-hmm. people died. It, it makes the local news for, you know, the evening, and then it's done. Instead, we have to talk about this for weeks? I don't get it. I, no, I, it's, you, it's very dumb. It's just yeah. because there's memes, I, and it keeps people thinking right. about it. Well, it's the sensationalism. I I, yeah. I understand why. I just... I, I don't understand why they... Different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they care. It's very, but, like, always sunny to do something mm-hmm. like that, though. You know, like, strap us in, we're going. Yeah. So, part of it is, like, how fantastical, like, the situations were. Like, the, like they look into the details of the submarine, and they're like... What? They built this thing out of what? And you're just like, well, yeah, it's a submarine. Like, it's not going to be made out of fucking used car parts. Like, what? Like, sure, they could have gone and gotten probably better stuff, but, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the, I think like, the, the thing... Schlitterbahn stuff was way more disturbing than, like, anything that was related to the sub. The, yeah, the Schlitterbahn stuff is the, like, the, my immediately thing. The first like, thing I thought terrifying. of. Terrifying, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, how many of these places are just completely unregulated and just. Right horrifically unsafe and you just had no idea i think the internet i think it really caught fire the reason if this if there's a reason why this went sensational and other things don't it was the whole like eat the rich thing that's very popular on the internet right Mm -hmm. like like it's uh there's something that's intensely different about the schadenfreude related to somebody who has so much and is so affluent losing it all you know um while while enjoying their opulence right um, it's it you know like it, it that it creates a certain kind of uh, Schadenfreude that I think appeals to a lot of people, and I think that's why I think it's why it's has become so viral and so persistent in in the zeitgeist is because it's these are very very rich affluent people who could afford any amount of protection, any amount of comfortability their entire life, and they chose to spend it on something incredibly risky. Um, so. That, I think that's the that's the that's the reason why it's so provocative. Well, fuck! I have no shot in Florida. Then what's wrong with me? Uh, yeah. Well, trip two. I I mean, I they're... think you have some shot in Florida. You do you do play like w- wide criminals. I think that I think you have some <laughs> shot in Florida. <laughs> I think you were the you were the man who's like I bet I could put six criminals down on the board and watch my opponent lose that way. I think that I think there's some shot in Florida there. I think that happens. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. well, I was just going to say the the people talking about trips to space. Yeah, that's that's just as cool. Mm-hmm. Spend unlimited amounts of money to get launched into space and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll probably work out for you. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will until it doesn't. Yep. Oh, I'm done with baseball, man. It's done. It's officially over. Today was the last game day. Ooh. All that. Yeah. Forever? Or like uh, just this season? Uh, this season, kind of forever. They don't have yeah. um, middle school baseball, really. No, like, they don't. There's a there's a weird ass gap. Mm-hmm. I don't know fucking why, but there sure is. So now I either have to um, incorporate uh, competitive league baseball, which is some sort of crazy, crazy fucking cult. thing. Yeah, it's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. Um, or convince the rec league to start some sort of like uh, new level. For the kids to play in, I'm sure if you volunteered to be the coach, they would uh, they'd be right on that. Oh yeah, for well, all the it's teams. the whole fucking team though. Yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, well, no, man, it was it was pretty cool. We I imagine your fingers are crossed at this point that there will just be somebody like the, who's coaching next time, right? Uh, what do you mean? 
like, are you hoping to coach the team again, or you're hoping that there will be an actual coach next time that you see so you don't have to? No, I would coach every single year if we had, if I oh, could. Okay. But my boys are out; like, they're too old now, mm-hmm. so we, there's no league for them. That's uh, not this hyper, the, not the hyper competitive stuff. So uh-uh. yeah. It's like um, being a porn star in your forties, Brandon. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put it in words. I was working. I was working through the analogy. I was like, "So what? When they get to like fifty-five, they get to do it again because there's this weird gap." I'm very lost. Yeah, (laughs) like no, they're ready to go. They think they're still in it, but they've aged out. Uh, Oh, I see. And Uh, and then eventually uh, they get to like geriatric. If I have to explain it to you, yeah, yeah, I just I get it. A pregnant stripper. Yeah, yeah. There. Talk to me in things I can understand. We call it a gap year. I get it. I get it. Stripper with C-section. I get it. <laughs> Cece just got to the same thing with swimming. She's done with the, like, I'm learning to swim, and now the only thing she can do is be on a team and, and do it either semi-competitively or competitively. And as soon as she heard team, she's like, mm, gross, no. So she, yeah. just does, she, just, she just wanted to learn how to swim and swim all the time with a coach, but she doesn't want to be on a team and stuff like that. She really, really can't stand the idea. And part of me goes like, ah, maybe you would enjoy it. The other part of me goes, yes, thanks, sweet Jesus. I don't have to take her to and fro anymore. Let's see how that goes. So the um, we they played a game today too, and this was it was so crazy because now all my social media is all about baseball and sending me like YouTube clips of like horrible like dad coaches yelling at their kids, like the what is like this is my oh, kid. Yeah. like yeah super and, cringeworthy um, videos yeah 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 horrible stuff. Uh, the team that we just played today was that and. I was telling the re- the umpire because the umpire was like, "Well, it's hot today. We're only playing forty five minutes, so we were done with two innings." And he's like, "You want to quit?" I was like, uh, "I go honestly, I'm done. I'm done listening to this coach yell at these kids and the kids' parents. The kids' parents and him were fighting." I'm oh, like, "Holy man. shit, dude!" I'm like, "This is rec ball, bro. Calm down." Mm-mm, so there's uh, no calm. No, dude, this guy was nuts. He was nuts. <laughs> open your glove you need to go back about just yelling at these kids i'm like dude this is so inappropriate it was cringy man I and was you, you've never you've never seen this guy before um i mean it's his team i haven't seen these guys i don't know them oh i, well, I, I just i just assumed the same it was, teams a lot yeah i assumed it was like no 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 they, we played um we had enough teams this year that we played eight games and there was 10 teams so okay. you don't see the same team twice mm-hmm now I have not in in the past I haven't actually seen this guy either. Um his son was he was trying to make his son be a pitcher who he sucked. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> his kid sucked. So then uh when we were winning, he put in his superstar pitcher, struck us out or whatever for the last out, fine whatever. Next inning comes up, this kid gets put in, strikes us out, uh or the kid gets put in, the kid starts sucking after one batter. Isn't doing good. Switches him out for this other kid who's a superstar. He's got two kids who were on um, competitive teams that were playing for him, which is horse shit to start with. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mom starts screaming, are you kidding me? You're pulling him out after only one batter? And he's like, what are you talking? This is about the team. It's not about your kid. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. And she's like, "This, you know this is not cool. And everybody in the stands was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It was so crazy. And you're like, we're getting ice cream, kids. <laughs> oh, and I'm just looking at my team, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, because I'm on the first baseline, which is right mm-hmm. next to their dugout. 
Like I'm not near my people because I'm mm. running first base at that point. And it is so cringy. Like kids sports is so cringy and fucked up. <laughs> it is so crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Which I want, like, I wish I knew more about sports because I'm not a sports guy. I'm, I, I play baseball enough to know how to teach kids who don't know what the hell they're doing, but I don't know enough to teach competitive anything. Yeah. So the next level isn't my deal. But God damn it, I would love to be the buffer for my kids to teach them how to play sports and be respectful to one another. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, because that stuff is shit and toxic. Yeah, you would obviously never want them to be on that guy's team. No, because they those are toxic, toxic people, and they're making toxic human beings to go into. The how world. long have your kids been playing baseball? Um, since T-ball, so since four, so seven years. Since age four. Yeah, you can play it. Did um. I hear most parents have a hard time recognizing their kids after age three. <laughs> recognizing their kids after age three. Yeah, because they've never seen them before. I'll smack you in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm happy to announce that we have a mailbag today. <laughs> that was that was number one. <laughs> Oof. That one that one fucking hit the bullseye too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You'll never it get took me, me that so good long again. to convince you guys to talk about baseball. And then go into the age of kids. You finally that was good. did it. You you, you did mm-hmm. it. You uh, I I did not see it coming. I'll never get got like that again. <laughs> yep. There's It'd always be your a first shame time. if we didn't have anything to show for it. <laughs> hmm. That's a deep cut for listeners. Yeah. Do we still have oh. our listeners from uh, Guernsey? Guernsey. That's that are I, our only. I would hate to have lost them. That's the only. I, they're the only ones left. Do. I mean, maybe they. Hopefully, they didn't just take off and play Star Wars. I, you know, would all other listeners fall away? Guernsey will still be here. I think I said this, but uh, recently we have broken twenty thousand listens on our uh, platform. So nice. that's cool. I make my kids listen. It adds. It adds it up. Good. That's good. I mean, do they just listen on your phone? Uh, I bought them six phones. They have to listen to oh, them today. Good. Yeah. Good. It helps. I'm like, kids, smash the like button. You know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's about the only thing they do know to do, to be honest. That's what they're trained. Like mm-hmm. good little kids. Did you? Uh... Uh, the U.S. is 73%. Oh, good. We're winning. Ooh, Guernsey. Head of several countries now. Many countries, actually. Ooh. They're beating Puerto Rico, Israel, Romania, Indonesia, South Africa, Pakistan, Mexico, Colombia, South Korea, Singapore, Turkey, Switzerland, Slovenia, and then finally Guernsey. I can't believe how international we are now. I know, dude. I'm actually stunned. Like, how many <laughs> countries listen to us? I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, is that boring in, in Australia? Like, what's going on? I mean, I get Australia because they don't want to go outside because they'll die. But like, <laughs> I get be, like other yeah. countries though. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, check this out. What do you think the eighth most popular country that we have listeners in is? What a weird metric. Uh... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not data sculpting. Don't worry. The eighth. Eighth. Um. Ireland. No, oh, God, this was so easy. Aaron, tell them what it is. Uh, that I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Germany. Jeremy. It's super obvious. Uh, 
Is it Canada? No, that's number three. Oh. Wait, is it Denmark? Yes, Denmark. Uh, So that means Parker's won the prize. Uh, The secret reveal prize was... Uh, for every one of our listeners that meets us in Denmark at the WTC, uh, if you introduce yourself to Parker, he will buy you one beer. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I can't we'll wait. Also, this is going to be amazing. We'll also give you a Chinese knockoff t-shirt. One Chinese knockoff t-shirt. We have a whole bunch of them. Oh, boy. Yep. I'm pretty excited for Denmark. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, the travel is going to be a little intense, but yes, it will be fun. Yeah, so. Why are we fucking traveling in tents? Yeah. <laughs> I plan on traveling in cars and planes. I don't know why I immediately like that joke so much. <laughs> I don't even think it's. <laughs> That's fantastic. Jeremy's just over here in a fresh hell every day. <laughs> like, why do I do this? Uh, yeah. Brandon, did you watch the newest season of Yellowstone? I think so, unless there's been a very recent one. Uh, I think so it, it was, was earlier this year, right? Yes, it was like three yeah, or four I watched months that. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just got put on um, Peacock a month oh, yeah? ago or something. Yeah, I'm um, uh, almost done with it. Good, it's good. Yeah, I like Yellowstone. It's fun. It's not done yet, is it? They're going to do more? I don't think so. No, I mean, they've already have two spinoff shows from it. Like, they're yeah. going to milk it, I can tell. Two spinoffs from what? Uh, um, do what? Two spinoffs from what? Uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched the one with Harrison Ford. I think it's called 1923. It's pretty fun. Um, it's a little bit campier than the regular Yellowstone, but it's good. Oh, really? I really like the um, what appears to be the main character, which is the eldest son. Yeah, I haven't caught any of those yet. Mm-hmm. What? Gonna... Go ahead. What is the term that they use for those like early British colonial explorers? Like, do they have like a title, like the Van Belt or whatever his name is from uh, Jumanji and those guys? Oh. <laughs> Where it's like they're sure. like they're gonna conquer the dark continent or whatever. Yeah. Like, do they have like like are they referred to as anything or just dickheads? Uh, yeah. I was, like, yeah, I was gonna say assholes. <laughs> yeah, they're generally not good people, but like yeah. they it's it's definitely a type. Like it's a character trope. Yeah. Like uh, um, the there was one in Penny Dreadful. There was one in Jumanji. There's uh, there's one in 1923. Yeah. Uh, it's a returning character. They're like there's, hunter slash yeah, adventure yeah, slash explorer. The, yeah, entrepreneur, you know, like uh, explorer, entrepreneurs, kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Key and Peele did a really funny skit about them as well because he talk they talk about every 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 place they go, the local tribes don't know uh, anything about like sexual conduct, and so they have sex with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you know, they, they they saw me with my uh, uh, take out a matchstick and they mistook me for a god, and of course, everyone in the woman wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to apply. I had to. You couldn't forget the the the, the it's thing their that, custom. Yeah, local customs. You, you can't deny the local customs. No, you can't deny local customs. <laughs> yeah. So are you good. a prima nocte supporter? Is that what you're saying here? No, not at all. You're, you're <laughs> constrained. Okay. And prima nocte was very not uh, not a you know native thing. That was a that was a European Western European thing. But it is the. Um, 
but yeah, I wish I knew the name of those guys. I guess just colonial. Like, like, they weren't really colonialists, though. They were more like explorers. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I always called like the the adventure. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of them also were colonialists. Like they they planted flags in places and said, "This is now Britain." And like, but we live here. Yeah. Like, yes. But do you have a flag? That's the Eddie Izzard joke. Do you have a flag? Because it, it, I can't remember. It's been so long. Is Indiana Jones? He's American, right? Uh huh. Very. So is he basically just the American version of that character? No, no, because he's supposed to be. He he lives in World War Two, which was actually like World War Two was right. But like he's that's like points like he's like the old classic adventure type, but, but like in a modern sense. I guess he was pre World War Two, so most of his adventures happened in like nineteen thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, no, a lot a lot of colonialism had already like uh, cemented okay. by then. There were still adventures in the nineteen thirties, but they were too. Um, the most difficult to reach places. So like deep, deep, deep in jungles, North Pole, North Pole, South Pole, Everest, like that stuff was still going on. But mm-hmm. but they had already mapped the world and cut it up, you know, colonially by by then. In fact, the end, the 1940s and late 1940s and 50s is when they disassembled a lot of that stuff post-World War II. Mm-hmm. All right. They attempted to anyway. It didn't go yeah. so well. Give it back. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get into it. You guys ready? Aha. Uh-huh. All right. <clears throat> Fuck Danos. <laughs> Shame. Shamba. Shamba. Not going to work here anymore. Cool. Uh, Jeremy, you still a big fan of dogs? I hate dogs. But, like, do you like them in, like, what quantity? Like, packs? Like, a pack of dogs? I'm not doing this. <laughs> you don't? You don't like dogs? Dags? Dags. So, I have a question for you, though. If a the leader of a dog pack is the alpha, does that make the rest of the dogs subwoofers? No! No? God, Fair. I hate you. <laughs> Why? Get better material. That was also a mailbag. That was from Nigel. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nigel. So Jesus. he's definitely at war with you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. I'm glad I inspired people to just uh, just mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We've got weeks of material. I, I could probably do three a week for the next two months. So oh. We'll be good. Lordy. Yeah, they're, they're just pouring in. Yeah, I oh, encourage sure. people to continue, continue sure. submitting them. Should, should we call it there? Do, do we need to give him another one? Please don't give me another one. <laughs> I, I have this whole them? list right here. I don't. I don't phone. want us to get through. I don't want us to get through them all. Like let's just let's save save some. Let's save them for now. Okay, we'll yeah, save some. We need to save some. Right. I'm just so excited because God, this next one's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this one's razor sharp. <laughs> so I go through phases with my YouTube reels or facebook reels wherever they choose to show me on like little videos mm-hmm. which i never got into like my entire fucking life right but sure. certainly i'm retired now i can sit around the house and just watch face you know facebook shit uh mm-hmm. it used to be like trimming cow's hooves uh yeah, and then it the, went into the, like you know people yeah. taking care of alligators uh mm-hmm. now i'm on to british comedy holy shit <laughs> some of those people the, are funny as fuck. the british comedy shows where they it's like a, a talk show slash game show 
Uh, so the one that you might be referring to is called Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. That yeah. that's a popular one. Yeah. Oh um, my god. There's a few. My yeah. actually my favorite uh small clip show ones are um what's it called? Lie to me. It's basically um it's two teams of three and there's a host and one team a random person they'll just go in turns right so like one of the people on a team will read a story or make a statement and then. It goes to the other team, and as a group, they get to ask him questions, and then they have to decide if he's a, if it's a fictitious statement or if it's a fact, like a true fact about that person. Yep. And that's really fun, because like the statements are like, I once slept in a bush naked. And you're just like, uh. And then they start asking, like, well, why did you sleep in a bush naked? And they just go through this question and answer thing for like two minutes. And it's like, all right, you have to tell me right now, is it is it a truth or a lie? And then they have to like, it's a game, and they the, the team gets the most correct wins. And it's just because it's all celebrities, it's hilarious. Because yep. a lot of them can't fucking keep a straight face to save their lives sometimes. The one where they have, like, send to all, where they, they take a celebrity, mm-hmm. they grab their phone. Yeah. And they, like that. They, they, they create a text. Yeah, and the fun part and then is they hit send to all, and they read the replies yeah. live. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's some funny fucking so texts fun. they send out, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just... Uh, you know, normally I get myself a facelift every Christmas, but I think the one I've got now is good for another year or two. <laughs> but my plastic surgeon think? gave me a voucher. Would you like it? Question mark. Oh, God. <laughs> and see what replies you get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of them is like, uh, uh, I'm doing a um, an art class right now. I'm having private art lessons and my current homework is life drawings. And so can you come over and pose nude for me? Yep. <laughs> like reading those replies oh my god but they're all from they're all from celebrities so it's like oh this is you know david beckham's wife replying to this text and he's just like what the fuck yeah yeah that's yeah, those are fun hilarious uh, shit uh i just saw i did not see a comedian one today but i saw one that i never thought i would see but it's one of those things that as a kid you you see it and you go is that is it possible is somebody took a tow truck on the side of a, a interstate and you know how they usually put up those big signs like, you know, don't come here or something like that. But I guess they had mm. forgot because the tow truck, the ramp went down and somebody just careens over it at like 55 and it flies oh over the cab, destroys the top of the cab. The car lands like on its side, like 30 feet away. Insane wreck. And I, and I was <laughs> it was not funny, but as soon as I saw, it was like, quite funny. yeah. But as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Because it's one of those, it's one of those things. You're like, you see them on the side of the road. You see the thing down mm-hmm. there. You're like, "Huh?" Like as a kid, I you see that and you go, "I wonder what happened if I took my bike off that." Only somebody mm-hmm. just did it. Nope, not paying attention. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's no bueno. Uh, so at my last job, uh, the HVAC place, we would we would get like big snow days, right? But we had to be open because we were like an emergency services business. So we'd sit there, but it's a foot of snow on the ground, so nobody's working. And so the only people we get are the people that are there to, like, fix grocery store equipment that broke. Like, that's the only people coming in. So we get, like, three customers all day. Like, it's fucking dead. So we go over, work done around, like, noon, and we're just sitting around at the front counter, and we're, like, pulling up YouTube and stuff, like, because we're bored. I'm like, all right, guys, watch this. I'm going to finish the day out for you guys. And I'll pull up, like, YouTube Russian driving videos. <laughs> oh, just, gosh. Ah! Yeah, those yeah. Russian Because those they, Russian have like a, they have yeah. a no-fault like rule. Like Unless you have evidence of who caused the accident, there's no penalization for causing an accident. Mm-hmm. And so everyone in Russia has dash cams, but they also have like 
no standardized driving like laws like it's it's so easy to get like a license in russia it's astounding and so there's these like all this crazy shit like people doing 120 around like a blind corner just all this terrible shit one of the videos like literally a tank just drives across the highway and he's (laughs) driving it 70 miles an hour he slams on the brakes like why is he stopping there's nobody in front of him just tank crosses the road you're like what the fuck it's just it's just oh my God. lawless land. It's insane. Like, I, and there's hours and hours of footage on like one video that a guy has compiled. Like, it's crazy. I have been driven around quite a bit in Russia. I can confirm. Mm-hmm. Really? Would never, it, never get behind the wheel of a car in that country. No, yeah, it's it's wow. absolute like fucking lawless land. And so there's people's like, why would I stop at the red light? Just fucking barreling through it at seventy miles an hour. You're like, okay, like I guess you just want to die. So what wow. is it just because it's not enforced there? There's nobody. Yeah. Like they, they just don't care to enforce like reckless driving. Like they just don't give a shit. And so they just like, unless you have evidence, like we're not going to do anything. And so a bunch of people that are responsible get dash cams and then it's like, and then like they can actually catch those people. But like until then they just don't care. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. And the amount of traffic I, in and around Moscow is fucking insane. Mm hmm. It's like you should yeah. you should pull it up sometime. It's it's uh, truly oh, mind. Oh, I've I've seen some of them absolutely, but I had yeah. no idea. Uh, I thought it was just like here are some, yeah. You know, here's some here's some accidents. Like, here's here's some yeah. near things, and these things these things happen on the road all the time. But but we don't have private citizens owning the footage to put it up online. But mm-hmm. but no, you're saying this is. Uh, this and there's is, a ton is, of like like there's issue. like the newly industrialized areas that have like all these old hand me down broken down semi trucks that they just put zero money into and put back on the road. It's like tires are coming off, like all kinds oh, of crazy, like like axles break, drive shafts yeah. break, just on the road. The truck just flips. Like people are sitting parked at an intersection, just like eighteen wheeler comes slamming across their lanes. You're like what is this? Is crazy? <laughs> Absolutely insanity. And so I'm just cackling. It's like it's like I don't know. Probably a hundred people die in the video. Like I, I, it's super dark. But like I mean, I'm here for that. Anyway, we should probably get out of here, right? Yes, it's a good note to end on. Mm-hmm. I so I so want to use these next two jokes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna be a good boy. All right. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Hopefully, you had a good time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.